decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Ooh, am I in a mood today? Why is that? Oh, I just, my baby kept me up all night teething and I'm just mad about all this election stuff and people on the right are pissing me off with their cope. The hanging on to the hope of uh, Trump hanging on basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I read an Infowars article today about like Bitcoin style watermarks, like blockchain watermarks, not Bitcoin. I know things. And I so want to believe, I just, I want to believe let Alex Jones be right this one time, please. This one time. Let this be true. Okay. He's he's been right about a bunch of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> he's been halfway right about many, many things, Sure, but I want him to be full way right about this one thing. Like, and I understand the temptation of people on the right to want to believe, want to hang on to hope. But like, I just don't see a way there's no way in shit. He's going to be able to pull this off. Right. Uh, I would put it at less than 1% chance, but I, as I was saying before we were live, I would have said less than 1% chance he ever becomes president. So uh, that in like 2015, you know? Uh, so if if anyone could do it, he could. Yeah. I mean, if this was all a Trump scheme to expose massive voter fraud that he knew was going to happen, I will Trump train Trump for (laughs) life. I will be back with like full enthusiasm. If that's the case, I want to believe. Well, we'll see what the listeners have to say. It's going to be a weird night tonight because YouTube, I guess is intermittently offline or having troubles. I just got home about a half hour ago and It's working fine for me, but apparently not for everybody. So if you're listening to the stream right now and you're having trouble, head on over to DLive and it should be working there. I'm doing my best to monitor what's going on. So keep us, uh, let us know if if you're experiencing technical problems. We'll do the best we can, but we're at the mercy of Susan WikiWiki, of course. So other than that, it will be a normal uh, call-in show tonight. You guys know the rules, but if you are not familiar, rules are explained in the uh, YouTube description. And uh, I've got the caller order good to go for tonight. So we will hop right into the calls. Of course, we'll take Super Chat breaks every half hour. We'll catch up with you guys then. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, we do take email questions as well. Email address is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for. And we will catch up with your questions in the last half hour of the show. First up tonight on the calls is stormy patriot stormy patriot you're good to go if you're ready give him a second and then we got frank up after that frank you there frank hey guys what's up off to a great start great start I like being a part of a banana republic <laughs> i guess blonde can't hear you but um son of a bitch Again, this happened last time also. Yeah, sometimes we have uh, some of those issues. But uh, Banana Republic, you say, <laughs> well, uh, I, I've seen some things. I've seen some evidence. But you um, you were very confident in the uh, Trump re-election when we spoke prior. What's your diagnosis of what happened? Well, 
I think there's election fraud, but you know how much and how much they can prove that's that's really the question, you know, because the, the burden of proof uh, is on on Trump and uh, and his team. It's not the other way around. And you know, ideally, if you if you want a system that's uh, that has integrity and uh, and that people can can trust completely, it should be. Um, the burden of proof should almost be the other way around that you had to prove that uh, that there was no cheating in that election. you you'd like i guess what this election shows me is you'd like for the system to be more auditable if that's a word that is to say some of this stuff is so unvettable that providing the proof is is borderline impossible and I, I know that there are a lot yeah. of privacy concerns and I don't want people harassed for their vote or any of those things. Are there mechanisms we could create such that we can vet the authenticity of votes better without exposing individuals? Is that possible or do you have to pick one or the other? Well, not doing mail-in votes would be, mm-hmm. be a start. And uh, I, I remember seeing on TV uh, lots of years ago, like uh, in Afghanistan, they were holding some election. They had like the the ink on the finger, so the people couldn't vote twice. Yeah, so I guess well, go back guess to Afghanistan. Go to it might be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I got. got yeah, it's going to be up. interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. You know, the the court cases are they're still coming to court. The cases are. I so far what I've seen, I don't know that you're going to you're going to have anything sufficient to overturn results in states where you need it. Arizona, he might win outright. That's still a possibility. It's trending that way, but it's going to be very close. Uh, Georgia, they're going to do a full recount with an audit component. They're apparently going to audit a statistically significant amount of the votes. So Georgia, maybe, but then you gotta, you'd have to have something so huge in Pennsylvania to actually flip the result of the election that this would be, I mean, if this happened, this would be one of the greatest political moments in the history of the country. This would cause I'm hiding in a bunker. If Trump pulled something like that off, I'd be scared of what the country would do. Well, you have to remember that Pennsylvania is a much bigger state with a lot more votes. So the percentage isn't that big, but uh, no matter what, like a third of the country is not going to trust the system anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. We're, we're headed uh, for some difficulty in uh, tr- American trust in their institutions, for sure. So we'll have to figure out how to repair them. I just hope there's a political appetite, whether it's at the states or maybe whatever forms reforms could be implemented through the federal government. The people actually want more integrity in their elections. I don't think we even agree on that, sadly. Clearly not. I mean, voter ID is a controversial issue. We don't agree on... Hey, I can hear blonde. Oh, there you go. Well, I guess she can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, he can hear you. I can hear you. That's good. Hmm. All right, man. Uh, final <laughs> thought from you before we let you go. Uh, well, um, you should replace all the stars in your flags with bananas. <laughs> A little art project on the weekend, maybe. I'll see what I can do. So thank you, man. man. Yeah, have a good night. You know Stormy. what's demoralizing about this? Hmm. The left would not even give a shit if there was widespread voter fraud. They'd just be like, oh, well, it's a means to an end. They like would not care. It doesn't matter to them. They just want to win, yeah. It's not process, it's result. If, <sighs> it, if it, it's, it's a good hypothetical, hypothetical to consider, like you're saying. If it came out, that it, and it was proven beyond any deniability that 
half a million votes in Pennsylvania were pure fraud and they were all for Biden. Yeah. Would, they would fight it. They would oh, fight for to sure count those they votes. would fight it. Yeah. But Trump. Mm. Stormy, if you can uh, hear me, go ahead and chime in whenever you're ready. After that, we got, uh, oh, this name I can't pronounce, Aliquis. I'm going with Aliquis. Hello? What's on your mind? Uh, well, just something to get a, uh, can Blonde hear me? I guess she's got some uh, technical issues. You want to work what on the those? Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, I just wanted to say that uh, to get away from election issues, sort of. Um, I think uh, a I have a book that I think you sh- should read, Matt. Sure. Uh, have you ever heard of Whitaker Chambers? Uh, no, I haven't. What's it about? Uh, he was a guy who was oh, the part author. Of the- my mistake. Yes, he's an author who was part of a communist uh, underground cell in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, he was like an open communist, and then he was moved to like the underground portion of the cell where they were part part of what they were doing was getting secret documents from Washington D.C. and he was the courier mm-hmm. between uh, two different cells. Uh, but he eventually uh, became disillusioned and. Uh, became a Quaker. Uh, he converted to Christianity, became a Quaker, and he wrote. And then, like, uh, mm-hmm. oh, like over a decade later, he was called to testify in front of the House of Un-American Activities Committee mm-hmm. against some of these people um, what, who had been in the cell. What era was that? What decade was that? It was the uh, it was the twenties, uh, thirties, and forties. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I, thinking that sounded kind of uh, McCarthy era, but it would have been prior. Yes. Uh. But it's a really interesting book because it's basically like after he's been slandered in the media a lot because of these because he was accusing people mm-hmm. of being communists. A lot of them were in government. And it's basically uh, part of a it's basically his autobiography. And it's a really interesting because he goes into why people become communists, why, you know, uh, he had a sort of thing where he thought he was disillusioned with communism but then um he went back because he was he kind of justified it It was like no i disagree with stalin i agree with the communist system Hmm. and because he didn't realize you know that it was all communism itself he said was evil so it's a much more that's what makes it interesting to me is that it's a much more personal count okay uh all right and uh the book is called Witness. Okay, is um, uh, who wrote it? Is it an autobiography or is yeah, someone else? Yeah, uh, Whitaker Chambers wrote it. He was also uh, okay. for a long, for almost a decade, he was like the editor of Time. Magazine. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Ronald Reagan posthumously gave him like the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, in the 1980s. All right, I'll have to check it out. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Appreciate it. Okay, thank you. I did it. I fixed something. Sweet. I was going to say if you you could just test my uh, double feed if you unmute me on uh, on Discord. I just but reset it to the original settings and it works. Sweet. Suddenly. All right. <laughs> Good. After that, we got LOL. L-A-U-L, not to be confused with L-O-L. LOL like Saul. Uh, LOL, you're good to go if you're ready. Stormy, you're you're still good if you want to chime in. And then uh, Dangerous Spaces is up after that. 
Dangerous space is he there? Uh, Stormy, Stormy's there? here. Uh, yeah, go for it, Stormy. If uh, I got to turn you down a bit, but uh, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, sorry, my mic's a little hot. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick. I, I, because uh, I got to go, but um, I personally lost all confidence. You in, still hear him? In the in the election. Um, process with all these mail-in ballots and all this uh, hanky-panky. It just... I don't trust any of it anymore. I, c- I can't blame you. Um, are you comfortable sharing what state you're in? Virginia. So what was the process like there? Uh-oh. Uh, it, I'm sorry. It was pretty normal. I mean, I don't know um, if if there was anything crazy going on with the mail-in ballots, but um, it seemed pretty normal. And when I voted on election day, it was um, very easy. So you're just talking from like a national perspective. You're not talking about your experience of your state. Yeah, mostly Pennsylvania. I I used to live there, and hmm. uh, um, I never, you know, I moved away before I was very involved in any politics or anything. Yeah. But um, um, now I, you know. I was from Pittsburgh, and I wasn't aware of any any uh, wrongdoings. But it just looks—it just really looks so suspicious. Yeah, I I quite enjoyed that uh, the top, definitely the organic top trend on Twitter today. Not at all placed there by Jack and uh, Vijaya was that the postal worker in Erie, Pennsylvania, who had said that he was instructed or there was a scheme at his, at his office to backdate ballots we talked about it on sunday the uh the feds got to him and grilled him a little bit and then the story was he recanted he he uh, took back the entire story yeah which he did not yeah yeah then he goes to to o'keefe and he's like nah man i i stand by it 100 but still the top trend on twitter is postal guy recant story in full it's all bullshit (laughs) yeah okay whatever you say jack thank you all right, man. Well, uh, uh, what, what would it, uh, before we let you go, what would it take to restore your faith? Is it possible? Or are you out for good? Uh, I guess you know, if, if Trump's able to at least get you know, some, some kind of, um, if it looks like whatever recourse he has in the courts looks like it was fair, then I, I guess I would, um, I would feel a little better. Let's see what he can do. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that one. I haven't seen a lot of convincing and clear slam dunk evidence to overturn results yet, but I've seen a lot of patchwork shadiness. And you got to assume that what we've seen is probably the tip of an iceberg. I think that's a, a fair assumption. Keep digging. Never know what you find. Thank you, man. Right, thanks a lot. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to have to reset my audio settings like twice in every call. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, if you if you unmute me in Discord, do you hear me twice? It's a good test. Yeah. yeah, I do. Okay. They could keep in mind, sometimes callers are on mobile. Sometimes there are weird issues. Could be individual callers too. So we'll see. Uh, Lol, you there? Uh, yeah. How's it going? I'm doing well. I noticed you got the uh, the Sonic avatar. Did you actually see that Sonic uh, remake? Uh, Oh, if you look close, it's uh, Sonic Belle Delphine. It's horrifying. Oh. Um, I did not see that, though. Uh, I didn't either. Bella Delphine. Did you see her on H3? 
Did um, anybody see that I, interview? It's in my watch later, but no, I you should watch it. She seems remarkably normal. Hmm. <gasps> it is. Oh, that's so weird. Well, now I kind of want to see yeah. it. All right. Anyway, <laughs> what's on your mind, man? Sorry to derail your call. Uh, I know you've been watching Ben Shapiro the last few weeks. Uh, For the last I think, ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. I think uh, the one th- he's a neoconservative, which I despise, but the one yeah. thing I think he's gotten really right is the down ballot races. If you've paid attention. So I was looking at the New York Times election map, which is there's issues with that. But if you look at every single toss up in the House and the Senate, Republicans have won. Like, which, yeah, which is a, a pretty which, crazy. They just flipped another district in California last night. There, there was talk. I don't know how credible it is, but there was talk that people were thinking they could uh, get close to a majority, not actually achieve the majority, but maybe Democrats would have like a one or two seat bare bones majority, which would be an incredible achievement given the forecast yeah. of how this was yeah. supposed to play out. If right now it's looking like there is going to be like a two or three seat majority for the Democrats, hopefully yeah. enough to get Pelosi into her grave. Um, the most important thing is Georgia. Georgia will literally decide the fate of the nation. I, I'm saying right now that if Georgia, if, if, Georgia, if both Georgia uh, Senate runoffs go to Democrats, I'm, I don't care what the evidence is. That shit is rigged. I'm calling it right now. There's no way that both of those seats are going to Democrats in Georgia. That is not going to be a thing. It is not yeah. going to happen. And if it is, I'm like, uh, I'm like our last caller. I'm out. I, I, that, that, yeah. that shit's rigged. I'm, I'm, I'm never voting again. Yeah. yeah. Literally the fate of the nation. And probably a, for 20, 30 years revolves around Georgia within the next two months. So well, I hope sense will prevail. You had John Ossoff, one of the Democratic candidates, come out and start. He started talking about banning semi-auto rifles and high-capacity magazines. Oh, it sounds like a real winner in Georgia, dude. Good luck. If they elect uh, that guy, I don't buy it. I would agree with that. But again, as much money as we can get down there, as many votes as we can get out, and hopefully we can distract Stacey Abrams with some this whole thing sucks because it's like i don't on, on principle i don't want to send money into other people's state races however i know that they're he, he had to oh he dipped out he's back however i know that these the people who get power definitely want to meddle in the democrats who are seeking power definitely want to meddle in my state if they get power so it's like what choice do i have i have to stop these people in georgia so they don't fuck with montana that's not the way the system is supposed yeah. to work but here we are yeah, we can't coexist with these people. The, the difference between a 50-50 Senate, a 51-50, or 52 Senate is day and night. It's new states. It's packing the courts. It's Well, keep in mind, Joe Manchin. Everybody, say it with me. Let's Joe Manchin just came out and said, I'm not packing the courts. No way. And everyone's jumping down his throat for that. So you have minus one Democrat. But to your point... Uh, you know, it, it's nice to be optimistic, optimistic, thinking about a 52 uh, seat Republican majority in the Senate. Uh, remember that in that majority is Mitt Romney, uh, is uh, Lisa Murkowski, is Susan Collins inexplicably after surviving somehow. You, can you count on these people not to pass incredibly stupid things if it comes down to it? I, the, the, the concern is the degree of stupidity. I doubt any of those people would advocate for new states or court packing, but they might pass like DACA or immigration reform. Right. They might do other. 
I, I could see them voting to bolster Obamacare in different ways. I can I, see I, that. I, I don't. I, I I don't like Obamacare, but it's not like compared to everything else. It's a small defeat. I'll take as I long could, as they don't. Ban, if they're not going to ban semi-automatic weapons. I'm oh, I can definitely 100%. see them getting on board with some gun control bullshit. Maybe not sure. semi-auto weapons, yeah. but. I could see them getting yeah. on board with a, a so-called assault weapons ban. I bet a few of them would. Yeah, I I'm, agree with that. The, the, my concern is it's a small defeat versus nation changing. Again, the, the state if they add new states or pack the yeah. court, we're fucked. Yeah, um, you're, you're talking about things that absolutely break the system. Yeah, the, the, it's a small defeat versus a uh, losing the whole war. Right, right. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Awesome. Thank you. This is ridiculous. What? I had to reset my audio three times. It just stops. I just, I can't hear the caller and then I have to reset to the original settings. At least we settings. have somewhat of a fix. Thank you, Discord, for the fantastic software. <laughs> Do you think that somebody's just back there fucking with me and they think that this is so fine? I mean, we know that Discord monitors our server. We know they do because they threatened to shut it down if I don't clean it up. And I said no. And then they didn't shut it down. Anyway, Dangerous Spaces, man. You're good to go if you're ready. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Doing all right. What's on your hey. mind, dude? Hey, oh, there we go. One respondent. So obviously she can hear me. Intermittent. For now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to start with, and I know people are going to freak out in, in the chat and people always freak out with the terminology, but... Let's just use democracy as a general term for people get to vote as opposed to an authoritarian government. Mm -hmm. Apparently in the US, democracy is you have to accept the election results as you're told they are, even though they haven't been finalized, even though there's recounts going, even though there's all that. Yeah. And if you don't accept it, we're going to put you on a list. I'm confused. Does it mean something different in America? Uh, no, what they're talking about this time around is is something that's entirely new it is true that that media make projections they do it all the time but yeah. people seem to think that cnn or the new york times have some constitutional role in declaring the winner yeah really. they don't i don't give mm. a shit what any of those people say and i'm not going to submit to any pressure to declare joe biden the winner is joe biden in all likelihood going to be the next president of the united states highly likely is that yeah. process finalized no and are there questions to answer in the meantime? Yes. CNN, New York Times, any of these places, they, they don't have a role in declaring the winner. All they do is make projections to inform the public. But for some reason this time around, they're acting like their say is final and everyone must get in line the second they declare it. That's not a thing. They just invented it this time, presumably to discredit the bad orange man and, and paint him as a dictator who refuses to step down from power. Does anybody yeah. really think that's going to happen, though? Do, like is yeah. Trump is Trump going to make himself uh, effectively a hostage? Is he going to create a, a hostage situation inside the White House and refuse to come out? Yeah, well, I, I mean the stu the stupid thing is as well is he's going to be surrounded by a Secret Service, yeah. and their job is to protect whoever the president is. So he's literally going to have people there who whose job it is will be to escort him out because they're going to bring in the new guy. But blonde, I just want to so Georgia is apparently being audited. Yeah. So not not necessarily just a recount. And Blunt, I know you're kind of freaking out, but let's give you a little bit of hope. And I think everyone should be realistic about any hope that they have. Oh, I'm not freaking out. I'm just hopeless. 
But okay, Blonde well, has moved on like, to acceptance, and, and other people have. I'm in the acceptance phase. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got well, I've got the numbers for the last uh, basically the election since '96. It's been blue for a lot of the time, but since '96. So Clinton beat uh, Dale 44. Uh, no, I think that might be. Oh, yeah. Dale beat Clinton 47 and 45. Uh, Al Gore. Oh, this is so hard to read. George W. Bush 54 to 42. Bush 57 to 41. That was a massive one. Uh, McCain 52 to 46. Romney 53 to 45. And so on. And Trump last year was about five points ahead. So I'm really curious to see how Georgia plays out because if they actually audit it and um, they determine you guys still there? Yeah. Yep. Sorry, you always throw me when you go quiet because it's just like, listening what? to the <laughs> explanation. Yeah, yeah. But it just throws you because it's like, hang on, have they dropped there? Anyway, <laughs> um, but basically since 96, it's been one in some cases, I think was one of the ones I said 16 points. So I think Georgia will be a really interesting one to watch. Because if they determine, actually, not only was there fraud, there was fraud so massive that it now swings a good few points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that should be raising questions for everyone going, oh, hang on, hang on. How did that work? Yeah, but people don't give yeah. a shit is the thing. They, people don't care. Uh, people on the right care. But it's I don't just know not- about that. I've been seeing people on the left. I've been seeing Tariq Nasheed. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. That's true. He has moments of <laughs> sanity. Tariq Nasheed really pulled bullshit. through on this one. I gotta say, words that I never thought would escape my lips. Yet here we are. Um, yeah, I like Tariq Nasheed. Right he now. he does get it occasionally. Yeah, he yeah. really does. But I am seeing people that I'm just uh, just going, and I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you guys know Naomi Wolf, the uh, the feminist author. She was she's obviously already having buyer's remorse because she was like. What, they're going to lock down the country for a few months? No, I wouldn't have voted for him if I knew that. It's like, oh, my goodness, you idiot. What? That was well, like who said this? campaign sympathies. Was it Naomi? Naomi? Oh, yeah. She's Naomi got a whole Wolf. sorted yeah. past, that one. Yeah. Who the hell didn't know that Joe Biden wanted perpetual lockdowns? I know. Yeah. I know. <sighs> okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, is, if, if Trump's going to have to win Arizona, the next most realistic step is reversing in Georgia. If he cleared those two hurdles, then you got the biggest hurdle in all in Pennsylvania. That's that's really yeah, the path. Yeah. But my again, my thing I think with Georgia is if it shows massive fraud, you you really don't have you'll have people that will still say it, but it's a bit hard for people to go, well, there wasn't really widespread for, fraud. There's I'm a so massive sick of, I'm so wing. sick of that phrase too. No widespread. What does that mean? Right. Is, it doesn't matter if it was widespread. I'm talking about voter fraud in Atlanta, uh, Philadelphia, Detroit. Like, obviously, that's not widespread. I don't give a shit about widespread yeah. fraud. It's the localized fraud that I care about. Precisely where it has to be to, to turn the election, yeah. if that's what happened. Can, can yeah. I also point out, um, I, I should get going because I'm taking up a lot of time. I also point out, they always forget the illegal when talking about immigration. Yeah. But they're perfectly happy to put widespread. They seem to really pick and choose when they like adjectives. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, fair point. All right, man. Thank you for the call. No worries. You guys have a good night. You too. Well. El Vaquero is up after that. Let's see what he has to say. El Vaquero, are you there? Give him a Hello? second. Oh, there we Hi. go. Hi. Look at that. Hey, is it is it working for you, Blonde? Yeah, for for now. Oh, excellent. So do you want uh, a little tinfoil or do you want some more hunting talk? 
Well, tin foil. I, I definitely want tinfoil, <laughs> but if you can explain your, uh, your hunting fortunes in like 15 seconds, I'd like to hear. Uh, basically, the rancher uh, herded up all their cattle where I was going to hunt, and it pretty much fucked me because it pushed all of the other animals out. But I have a whole month for Oryx, and it's O-R-Y-X for the chat that thinks I'm saying Orcs. And <laughs> <clears throat> five days for deer starting on Saturday. All right. Okay, so what's the tinfoil? So I think all of this um, intersectional crap or, or critical race theory, I personally think it all points back to the banking system. Hmm. Um, Tell me more. So, Blonde, do you know how you've said a few things that lead me to believe you understand how our financial system works better than most people? Well, um, I would hope so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you understand about currency creation and the fractional reserve system, right? Yeah, of course. So you, yeah, when, when the banks lend money out, it's money that they don't have, except they attach compound interest to it. Compound interest means that it has to grow by a percentage of itself. So if it gets twice as big, it has to grow twice as fast. So that's exponential growth. What do you call a system that has to grow exponentially? Is that a rhetorical, terms, a rhetorical well, no, question? Well, no, it's a question. What do you call a system? I mean, unsustainable? Is that the word you're looking for? It's a pyramid scheme. Oh, yeah. That too. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> So I have a 2007 European Commission document, and and the European banks work, for the most part, the same way American banks do. I think we had this conversation back around 1960, but I don't have proof of that. That's why it's a little tinfoily. But in 2007, the European Commission wrote a paper talking about growth and birth rates and saying, oh, my God, the, the birth rates are so small or so low in Europe that we can't keep growth going. But you know, those Egyptians have a really high birth rate, and so does this country over here. We can import all these people. No, oh, brilliant. Right. And, and like I said, this is, this, this is on their website. And um, on top of that, it's talked about how they were really going to start having problems if the population didn't start growing by 2018. So 11 years after the paper was written. And what happened in 2015 with migrants? Open up and, the faucets right into yeah. Europe. Yeah. And so the, the, the final conclusion was that by 2050, they would need a minimum of 56 million immigrants just to get rid of the labor bottlenecks alone. And that probably wouldn't be enough to solve all their problems. Hmm. Of course not. Right. Oh, and, and it's it, unskilled laborers. What the fuck? What were they thinking? I don't know. I, I think that their intention was more malicious. They just hate Western culture and wanted to destroy it by importing a bunch of low IQ immigrants that have nothing offered any of these countries. But, you know, it's retarded thinking that that they're going to take all these jobs and that they're going to take care of the aging population like some Egyptian gives a shit about some old French lady or whatever. It's like, obviously, this is not going to work. Well, that's 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 obvious. I I am definitely not somebody who believes in the blank slate, um, but or that people are blank slates, which the lefties do. But you notice all this multiculturalism and you can't be racist. It 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 just dovetails with what the banks need to survive for a few more years so nicely. And mm. I've I've thought this for a while now. Um, but. Like I say, that's that's just my tinfoil is that this all points back to the banking system, the central banks, uh, the Bank for International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, which all our central banks follow their rules, all that kind of crap. Hmm. 
Well, we got to let you go, but as always, you can blame bankers for pretty much everything. Yep. So quick last word. I'm hunting with an AR-10, and I consider that to be anti-Marxist training using my field in the gear. But I'll catch you later. <laughs> Nobody hunts with AR-15s. They only hunt with AR-10s. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're welcome. Happy hunting. Thanks. Okay, we're due for a break. Do you want to say wow. over on DLive, happy birthday to C2K77. It's my birthday. Free subs on DLive to the crew. Thank you for uh, supporting the community over there, too. Chubby Stubby, thank you for supporting the show as well. <laughs> what? Just the name Chubby Stubby? Chubby Stubby gets me every time. Why? What's wrong with me? I'm just immune me? to these names now. I, I just... Uh, it just makes me think of a short, fat wiener. Obviously, that's, that's what is he's the intention. At. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like a tuna can, you know? Um, let's see on Streamlabs, Mike DeWine shit eating grin says DeWine is shutting down public areas and threatening closing restaurants, bars, and gyms. He's telling us not to go to any gatherings. He and Whitmer can do go do, uh, he and Whitmer can only do what they do because they have a machine behind them. Clog the machine public records request. That's right. I remember talking about that. Well, uh, good luck. This is in Ohio, of course, Mark DeWine. So I, uh, Cuomo came out with his, the CDC came out with theirs. The, the California really led the way on trying to regulate your holiday. I, I, I have a hard time believing anybody's going to comply with Thanksgiving dinner regulations that you can't double dip the spoon into various fixins, <laughs> but, uh, that's what they're going with. And, um, Listen, I'm sorry. If you let Gavin Newsom tell you what to do at Thanksgiving dinner, you're a bitch. It's just as simple as that. I don't care who you are. You're a bitch. Gavin Newsom doesn't control your Thanksgiving dinner. Do what you want or not. But I, I, of all the things that coronavirus has uh, surprised me, like all the reactions to coronavirus that have surprised me over this very surprising year, I think holiday dinner regulations might be the top of the list. But we'll we'll see how those play out. Does anything surprise you anymore? I watched a video today of these gra- grandparents giving hugs to their grandchildren through like this hugging apparatus. It was <sighs> like everybody was covered in saran wrap. You put and they your were arms crying. through some plastic or yes. something. Oh my God. But, but you're wearing gloves. And I was like, <sighs> I felt really bad for them at first. And then I was like, you need to resist this. Like, I would this rather is on die you than participate in this show. <laughs> I will not participate in this. This is absurd. And everybody yeah. that's like, oh, I had no idea that Joe Biden was going to enact further lockdown. Retard. You're all retards. Why would you not think that that's what's going to happen? That was like, this the, is on that you. was his number one campaign pledge, basically. That and I'll make you well, wear a mask. Why the fuck didn't Trump run on the law and order and end lockdowns platform? He would have won in with such such a landslide that, that we wouldn't be dealing with all this. I think if you shit. I think if you left it just to Trump, he probably would have. My sense is that there were advisors who were like, "You got to be cautious about this coronavirus stuff." Dude, he can't. He has the worst taste in the people that he hired. Why did he surround himself with all of these meddling douchebags? That that you know put it, he just like oh more more swamp creatures please Jared Kushner tell me how to run this country yeah like, why no, on nobody earth would he do this it, and it's just it's not Trump either uh, to nobody looks at Trump and think I liked I like him for his tempered measured considerate takes that's not that's not Trump Trump is not going to give you he you shouldn't. <laughs> Here's the blunt truth: You shouldn't take your coronavirus advice from Trump. You should develop your own personal coronavirus strategy and exercise personal responsibility. 
It is not the president's job to tell you how to manage this stuff. Is it his job to provide resources to the states and help people who know how to do this stuff manage it? Yes. But anybody who's looking to Trump for leadership on coronavirus or like personal directions for how you should manage coronavirus, it's a misplaced, uh, you're putting your attention in the wrong place. That's not what Trump is. Yeah, that's fine. But people lack accountability and they want to be led uh, by, you know, strong by a strong man. They want to look to the president to decide how scared they should be about stuff and, yeah, and how well. they should feel about foreign affairs. I mean, I wish that we had a better role model. Think about the, how people are just, are just sheep. Obviously we want the president to push them in the right direction. I suppose that's why I think that and he's responsible not, for this lockdown. I guess if there's anything that's most disheartening to me th- about this year, it's not the fact that a lot of people are sheep though. They are. It's the fact that they want to be. Oh, that, I know. That, <laughs> It's, oh, it's the so fact scared. that they are sheep in search of a shepherd. It, it does bum me out. But I, okay, if you're making that choice, good for you. So anyway, um, we got to hop over to YouTube awesome. quick. Uh, oh, yeah. Bilbo Saggins. Uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, if you want your proof of fraud, look up Dr. Shiva on YouTube. He put out a video on the votes in Michigan. There was an algorithm in the rep cities, um, but not the Dems. What a surprise. What a surprise. I was just referencing that video to you before we went live, and I 100% will play some of it on uh, Sunday. Very, very weird things going on in the voting data in Michigan. Very convenient things, too. Brian Huttmacher, search Donald J. Trump, we the people, Trump art, Trump art, Trump art. Spaces uh, are important. Okay. Is that supposed to be one word? Um, PacFan34, do you think faithless electors voting to compensate for the voter fraud would do more harm than good to the country? As mm. always, thanks for the Sandy Safe Space. I mean, I that's an interesting angle. But... Donald J. Trump, we the people. I couldn't find the artwork, but... um. In general, I would oppose faithless electors on principle. I don't want to open up that box where these people just decide, no, the people of my state are wrong. I'm going to go do whatever I want because I know better than them. I don't like that idea. I think that's very dangerous. That said, I think it's up to each state to decide how it wants to handle these things. If a state wants to allow that sort of thing, go for it. If a state does not, and says, no, you electors are bound by the vote of our people, I think that's great, too. Uh, I think state autonomy is the most important piece of this, um, of this equation. But if it's my state, let's, let's put it this way. If, it's, if, if, uh, if my electors for the state of Montana go to the convention and they say, yeah, we know that uh, Montana voted Trump, but that's a dangerous, stupid thing to do, so we're going to give our votes to Biden, fuck off. No, I, I, I don't. Whether it works in my favor or not, I don't want to open up that box. I mean, I, I agree with you, but that's in a society where states' rights aren't a farce. And as, as, we, as we've seen by this election, like I can move to North Idaho where I think it's militia land. If the federal government doesn't have their shit together, everyone's wearing a fucking mask around here, wearing a mask. North Idaho. Well, to be Idaho, fair, that's because you. of your, your dipshits on your local health board. Yeah, you know, but a lot of them are they're unelected and they're from Washington. Know, so what does it matter that I live in North Idaho? What am I supposed to do about that? My vote doesn't well, matter. Well, you're supposed to change. Unelected people are still running the country. You, but you can you can go to your county commissioners, presumably who put them in place. That's how it is in my county. I don't know how it is in yours. But you can change those county commissioners much easier than you can change the president of the United States. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but you know, I can't I can't do anything about Californians coming here and ruining this this state. No, I can't do anything about that in my state either, other than leave once they're done ruining it. 
Oh, I can't tell you how many Biden signs are around here. North Still? Idaho. Yeah. They haven't taken them down yet. I don't know. We can't let's, run these uh, people out of town. Let's just do a couple more quick when we'll hop back into the calls. Tim Del Vecchio, check out YouTube Dr. Shiva <laughs> showing yes. a massive vote chipped algorithm in Michigan. How many views does this have? Could you look it up really quick? Uh, the more uh, precinct voted yeah, straight Republican, the, the more votes switch to Biden from non-straight ticket voters. I don't we get it. People I'll check it out after the show. I just want to see how many people. It's at uh, 350,000 views right now. Yeah. I watched it this morning and it was just south of two. So a lot of people right. are watching this. That's good to see. I should, I'm actually going to download it while I'm thinking about it now because I... Uh, I'm surprised Susan hasn't age restricted this. She's done that to other videos. So I'm actually going to download this just Jacob so I have Farm. it for Sunday. That's good because by the time the show's over and I want to watch it, it'll probably be taken down. Matt yeah. and I once went to the range. We, sh we shot our loads and both had a good time. Love the show. First time super chatter. Congratulations. Both of you. You know, this is our version of only fans. You know, you know that it, this, this, we're just, <laughs> it's way different we're just as we've described way different totally. than cameo uh, too. Yeah, uh, last one right now is Beaner eighty one twenty seven. Notice um, the abolish the electoral talk went away. Also, I love those who want to get rid of um, it are who all the those who want to get rid of it are champions for minority rights. Oh, the irony! I know. And the thing about election fraud too. It's it would totally be impossible to uh, cook the books for an American election. Russia, Russia, Russia. <sighs> Dude, X percent of Democrats still believe to this day that Russia hacked the machines and changed votes. Not just that Russia influenced us with stupid Facebook posts, but that they actually yeah. changed voting information. Hacked the machines. But I'm supposed to believe that the Dominion machines that are a Soros Clinton product are totally reliable. And if I don't, I'm a conspiracy theorist. It's madness. I didn't get madness. a chance to talk about it on Sunday, but just the name Dominion. Remember when they had the shadow app oh, with yeah. the, uh, which yeah, was the voting right. app in Iowa when Pete Buttigieg allegedly won? Shadow and us. Dominion? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, what? <laughs> they, they pick the creepiest names for this stuff. Anyway. I think we're stupid. I know. And then we proved their point. <laughs> we got to hop back into the calls. Uh, Jenya Bath is up next. Uh, here we go. Jenya Bath, you're good to go if you're ready. Give him a second. Nobody is up after that. All right, can you guys hear me? Yes, yep. sir. What's on your mind? All right, well, something that I thought was kind of interesting that sort of seemed to have gotten swept under the rug somewhere around uh, the summer was that apparently the Patriot Act actually expired and mm -hmm. Trump and vetoing uh, any, I guess, proposals to re-up it. I do remember when that was happening, yeah. Uh, and it was successfully renewed, as I recall. And yeah, so Trump never vetoed. Trump Trump didn't intervene in any way. Um, last time I saw... Uh, let me see. I think I had something up here. Yeah, last time I saw it, Jerry Nadler had uh, proposed something to reauthorize it, mm. um, but Trump has been uh, threatening to veto that, although I think that has to do, I'm not sure if that has to do with anything uh, related to some sort of principled take on privacy as opposed to maybe he wants to have something tacked onto it like funding for border security or something like that. Okay, so... In okay, so here's the current status, it looks like. In November 2019, the renewal of the Patriot Act was included in the stop in a stopgap legislation. 
The expired provisions required renewal by March 15th, 2020. The Senate passed a 77 day extension March 2020. On May 19th, 2020, the Senate voted to give law enforcement agencies the power to look into citizens' browser history without a warrant. That's what I remember. I remember that was a big controversy in the spring. So it looks like they've kind of kicked the can down the road in a temporary way to keep this thing alive. But we don't have a long-term extension. Right. They're probably just waiting for uh, Biden to take office so that he can <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so that he can renew it, you know? Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought the long-term extension had happened, but I guess not. Yeah, All right. I don't know about that. Hmm. I guess another thing I wanted to say was uh, it seems weird to me that a lot of these states are just doing recounts as opposed to some sort of audit because, yeah. I mean, if you're just going to recount votes that were fraudulent, you're not going to really get, uh, you're not going to, you know, you're going to get the same number. Yeah. It's, and then, like, well, uh, it's like paying somebody, like going to a gas station and paying somebody with counterfeit bills and, uh, you know, if they say, oh, these are counterfeit and you go, oh, well, you could just recount it, you know, yeah, uh, it'll come out to the same. And then, of course, yeah. you, know, you know. dive a fentanyl over, overdose underneath that police officer and then the whole nation ships out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're auditing in Georgia, right? Yes. Well, so my understanding of what's going to happen in Georgia is it's going to be a full by hand recount. The audit is going to be what they say is a statistic a statistically significant portion of the votes to identify irregularities. Okay. I don't know what that means, but that's certainly better than not auditing the authenticity or eligibility of the voters at all. So we'll see. Of course the, um, the Georgia margin right now, I think is something like 12,000 in Biden's favor, something like that. That's a big hurdle to clear, but yeah. But what if they find out that a significant portion uh, have been fraudulent it doesn't equal 12,000, but they haven't sampled the whole population. Then what? I don't know. I don't know what Georgia state law says or what the power of the secretary of state is, but the secretary of state just had a press conference this morning and seemed pretty gung ho about this. And, and the governor came out and said only legal votes will be counted in Georgia period. So, so it seems like Trump the political position, will is there. Sorry. What is Trump in a position in which, uh, even if he did end up winning Georgia because they audited it, um, would he still I don't think he'd make the presidency if he wins Georgia and no he fails in some of the other places that are just recounting you know right so he, the 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 most plausible path would be to take Arizona you get the Georgia recount and then you would need Pennsylvania to put you over the top it's possible maybe you have a recount in some other states sorry sorry what Pennsylvania is just recounting aren't they uh, well, I, as of now, Biden is actually outside conveniently. So I think he's like six point uh, six percent ahead. And I think there's an automatic recount within point five. So that's also very convenient. But yeah, you'd, you'd have to win on legal challenge in Pennsylvania to say that mass amounts of ballots that were ineligible were counted and shouldn't have been. That's what would have to happen. Right. I think there's a sort of. Uh some sort of misunderstanding happening as far as like uh, what people think voter fraud would sort of how that would be orchestrated. It's not like uh, you have uh, some sort of top down organization of voter fraud throughout like the democratic party or anything like, like Biden that. described. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. As much as you would like to take credit for something like that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like uh, it, it's not really a common Common uh, thinking amongst everybody that uh, 
a lot of this stuff is like ideological where mm-hmm. you basically have, uh, you know, the phrase ideas have people where people become ideological foot soldiers as far as uh, uh, like they feel like one vote counter because their ideologically disposition towards the left feels like they have to maybe fudge some votes uh, because that, you know, they've bought into it as opposed to like having some sort of, well, you just wonder, you wonder how much of that effect, like that rogue actor effect that you're describing was real in this election. Just anecdotally, I know that um, members of my wife's family had ballots showing up at places in California where they didn't belong. I've seen all sorts of pictures on Twitter of people receiving other people's ballots or having their ballots show up elsewhere. And all it takes is a dishonest actor with a political motive to say, "Mm, I'm going to vote pretending to be this person because I can. Does that mean that it changed the election? It depends on who voted where. But I bet that happened in the millions this time around. For sure in the thousands. Just people who got ballots and it's like well here's a freebie I think i'll fill it out you, you know well, that a hundred thousand ballots uh a hundred percent biden showing up in the middle of the night uh <laughs> yeah. that, that seems no, like something no that was that was that was, uh, that was a spontaneous uh that was a typo didn't you hear movement. it was a typo yeah. followed by a glitch is what it was right i think it's kind of worrying that a typo like that uh, if people <laughs> yeah. aren't actually watching for it might just kind yeah. of shift through it kind of makes you wonder like you're saying uh you know, what if that's something that's a little bit more common and maybe yeah. not as egregious, but so, uh, you know, so much so that people don't actually see it, you know? Yeah. We got to let you go, but thank you for the thoughts, man. Right. Thank Have you. a good night. Okay. Oh my God. I am going to go Nassim Ogdon on <laughs> the discord headquarters. I swear to God. I can't, uh, I can't stand Somebody is back there fucking with me. I know it. They probably are. Every call I have to reset three times. Why? Is it actually changing your settings behind the scenes? Yes. And so I just will stop hearing the person that's talking and then I have to reset. I've been doing it yeah. every three calls. So I'm just leaving you on double because it's the only way that I know if the call, if, if I can't hear the other person. Oh Somebody's fucking with me. Nobody, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I could hear you now. What's on your mind? Mm-hmm. I I actually have a really bad connection with you and it sounds really soft. I've got you up as high as I can, but can you speak up a little bit? Uh, Can I come back in a minute? I can try. Yeah, we can, we can try to swing back to you, but it's, it's not necessarily a guarantee. If you have thoughts, um, if you have thoughts you'd like to get out quickly, I could try to take them now. I just wanted to know, like, how come everyone's so down about the like in their heart over it? And we all know it was only four years. How come everyone's so down about just four years? About Trump. We all knew going to happen. We all knew he was going to lose. No, we all knew that he was only a stopgap for four years. And Oh, that he was, uh, he was a pause in the inevitable collapse is what you're saying. Seth. Right. We've had yeah. four years of care for entire down. It's because of the down. injustice. It's the injustice and just the system being laid bare that none of our votes fucking matter. That makes me so furious. This is not about Trump. This is about my inability to affect change through a democratic process, even though I've been told my entire life that my vote matters and all this horse shit. It really doesn't. This country is on the decline. We knew that. 
And I wanted four more years to prepare too. Biden's already talking about another lockdown and invading the Middle East again and all this shit. I'm like, I can't do this again. I can't do it again. Which is the correct answer. Your answer there is the correct reason to be mad. I um I, I'm actually most bummed about politics becoming boring again. Do you know how boring <laughs> four years of Biden is going to be, and media yeah. just uh just congratulating him simply for being alive? That's going to be boring yeah. as hell. But um, if you have a quick final thought or two, nobody go for it. No, that's. Uh, I just wanted to say that Mr. Obvious has lost the ship as well, or mom. I'm kind of losing connection with you, unfortunately. I'm having trouble hearing, so I'll probably just have to let you go. But uh, we do appreciate the call. Thank you for the thoughts. Okay. Something about Mr. Obvious. I didn't even get that. I heard time. Mr. Obvious, but that was about it. Batman <gasps> with the uh, fantastic voice is up next. Batman, what's on your mind? Let him hang out a second. Hello. Oh, there he yeah. is. Ah. Apologies. Every once in a while, it takes a little, a little bit to, um, to connect. For me on YouTube, um, the last call just started. Oh, YouTube is definitely behaving weirdly for people tonight. So maybe there's like, you know, a long uh, delay between us and the stream. Oh, you know, you think that um, they're, you you think they like you. <laughs> someone does at youtube someone genuinely does for real we've gotten some inside information that we do have a friend at youtube and you know uh I, that that one episode where i said we should put nancy pelosi's head on a pike monetized yeah <laughs> after manual review yes and i was very nervous about that one actually getting us punished and uh well, no that was fine for ads does seem you have a friend then. By the way, I'm going to start off with Matt. Um, congratulations on the wedding because oh, I failed to do that last time, just as I failed to congratulate Blonde on the baby the last oh, time because you. I am an actual asshole. <laughs> um, no problem, dude. This is not the uh, the congratulations channel, but I do appreciate it from everybody, of course. <laughs> okay. Um, my topic tonight is basically... Well, actually, Red Falcor gave me this topic um, because he's far down on the list and he's unlikely to be able to do it himself. Um, what what should we do as as folks who who do not have stake in the coming um, presidential? How do you say? What should we do now that there's somebody who actually wants to take our rights away in the biggest seat of power? So those of us who are, um, you know, gun owners, for example, or conservative folks, um, how do we unite? Get more guns, meet in person. Yeah, you, if you want to organize around your rights in this way, you really do have to do in person or some sort of old school communication. Cause we've seen what happens when you do a discord server. That's like, Hey guys, we're the cool pro gun club. All of a sudden someone shows up and says, 
I'm not with the ATF, but I sure would like a short barrel shotgun kit. Anyone have one? Oh, look, here's Hello, one. Oh, young people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I like, don't I don't disagree, but they are able to um they're able to organize in ways that we're not, right? We we see the riots and we know that those sh- those things are are organized over the internet. Yeah. In large part, yeah. What's our option there? I don't know. Uh, get tour, use a VPN, meet in person, and make sure your group isn't infiltrated by feds. Uh, you know how you can tell who's a fed? They're always single men. Single. They're almost always single white men. So they, they never bring their families into it. Feds don't have kids. They, they don't get their wife and kids on board. They usually yeah, haven't they, lost anything for leftists. the movement. Yeah, yeah, but I know. neither do leftists. They don't have families. They don't give a shit about family. No, no. I'm just saying, like, if if you are meeting in person in these large groups and you're organizing in person events, and like, you know, Joe Schmo comes around and you know wants to talk to you about killing black people, and he doesn't have a family, and he has never lost anything, you don't know anything about his personal history, like, be suspicious of that person. Like, we we need to start thinking that that we're being infiltrated. People fed post on 4chan all the time. I'm fairly certain that people have infiltrated our Discord server. Uh, I don't disagree. Um, we're going to have to be more careful is what I'm saying. Yes. Well, and, and actually that's exactly where I'm going with this because um, I do think that we have infiltrators amongst us who are doing the AOC thing and writing down our names. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Cool. Probably are. Which they definitely part, are. Which is a huge part of the reason why, as I mentioned to you the last time I've, um, met somebody over um over your uh over connections with this uh this program and yeah. again i greatly appreciate that um i don't think i will i i will never say her name here um and she doesn't want me to say her name here and yeah. i totally understand and a huge part of that is because this is being broadcast to a large audience and what uh, what do we do if our names are broadcast out there and we're put on the list and not people like Sticks, for example, who said, you know, come at me, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I um. Appreciate I mean, him do we really that. have any options? You can only get doxed once. That's something Greg Johnson said, and he and he, it, it, I've always carried it with me. It's like they immediately lose their power once your identity is public. I don't disagree, but. There are those of us who, being doxxed once, will ruin our lives. Yeah. Uh, well, if if you're in that if you're in that position, then yeah, you should do everything you can to protect your identity. Um, the, I think the unfortunate reality of internet life is if someone out there decides they want to find out who you are, they probably they can. will. They probably can. The only sure way not to be doxxed is to basically not participate in the social aspect of the internet at all. Well, and- to, um, to be fair, um, I think she is very worried about being identified or, or being chased by people on the internet. Yeah. I am not quite so, um, that doesn't concern me quite as much personally. Yeah. Well, um, which is part of the reason why I'm willing to come on the show. Sure. But I'm also 
concerned about, you know, the sort of Kyle Rittenhouse case where you defend yourself and the hammer of the law is brought down on you, not yeah. on your attacker. So yeah. what's what concerns me, I think, is the level of control that they have. And I would like to take that hammer from them. You now, would like to tread on them. How, <laughs> well, no, actually, I you don't should. want to. Okay, yes, I do. But <laughs> but, but on principle, yes. as you would always say, yeah. I don't want to tread on them. I don't want to just go over there and shoot motherfuckers. Yeah, you want to what prevent them from... What I want to do from, is... I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what is it that we can do in this current system that would give us the opportunity to protect ourselves from them. I don't want a sword. I want a shield. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the number one thing you have to do is build strong families and strong neighborhoods. And yeah. ultimately, if it comes down to people coming up, showing up at your neighborhood to kick down doors and violate people's rights, you have to have a group in place and a plan in place to respond. And yeah. I know that's easier for some people than others. I'm trying to do my best to get to know my neighbors and to at least have some semblance of uh, preparedness among us. Mad. But I'm in New York, motherfucker. I know. I know. I, I know you are. And that's, <laughs> that's what makes it difficult. So uh, I'm just how kidding. do you find people who would be willing to help you out with that sort of thing? I don't know. Maybe the answer is, I know it's not a great answer, but, but usually move. the last option is, yeah, vote with your feet, move to a place where you'll, you'll find people more inclined to that sort of worldview. Well, for what it's worth, that is in the uh, that's in the plan. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, man. Because, we gotta um, we gotta let you go, but uh, stay of safe out there. Yeah. Yeah. You all have a good night. You too. You as well. Okay, we are due for a break. C two K seven seven still going crazy over on D Live. Thank you for supporting the community over there. And. <laughs> uh, Old Barry McCockiner. <laughs> Old Barry says uh, over on Streamlabs, I'm locked down in my dorm room at Yale for two straight weeks because of a hockey team or because the hockey team started a COVID outbreak of four cases. Now we can only leave to get our twice weekly test in the... Uh, in the courtyard and grab our meals in styrofoam boxes... <laughs> <laughs> I can't say these words. He says that, um, well, he just says that this is, uh, as well, he says it's undesirable. He says it is unpleasant at Yale. And uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm sorry to hear it, man. I, as I've said many times, I feel really bad for high school kids, college kids. Obviously, your academic experience is being robbed from you, but for sure. so is the social aspect of it. And it's not that, I don't think high school or college are going to be the greatest years of my life. I have high hopes oh, for okay. the years that are coming, but they are experiences that aren't really replaceable. You're not necessarily going to be able to replace your high school years, your college years. If you do a traditional four year after high school, whatever, those are experiences that are being robbed for dubious reasons, but you know, you make the best of it, man. I'm sorry to hear it. It's so expensive too. Yeah. Um, Noel Wayne says Democrats, but we're on your side. Democrat rulers, cops showing up at their house. I know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Michael Freestone, Civil War 2.0. We'll see about that. Uh, Bilbo Saggins, I learned from our moral overlords, don't accept the election for the next four years. Yeah, we'll see how this comes back on them. But Republicans are inherently more peaceful. So did you see that Babylon Bee? It's like 69 million Americans drive to work today. It was the day after the election. Like, yeah, that's what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. No need to hide in a bunker. Mad if Trump did win the election, the left would protest. But I'm 100 percent confident it would be mostly peaceful. God bless both of you. God bless. Well, you if, if this year is any indicator. Yeah. Um, Andy F says, Blonde, I thought I heard you were considering Orthodox Christianity a while back. Are you going to do it? I've been considering it myself. OK. Here's the thing. I'm trying to get my daughter baptized and I don't know if it's going to be an issue that I haven't convalidated my marriage. Um, I don't really know what to do. She's scheduled to be baptized in less than two weeks and I truly don't know if it's going to happen. I also recently discovered that I can never take communion again so long as I am in an unblessed union with my husband because I'm living in a perpetual state of sin. So if I continue with Catholicism, I cannot take the most important sacrament. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I can't just be like, well, this religion doesn't work for me, so I'm just not going to... I am a confirmed Catholic already, baptized in the Catholic Church. So I'm really in a bind here because I can't make my husband convert, um, but I also can't not take communion. So what do I do? If orthodoxy, if I can get an orthodoxy loophole, I might consider it. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Should I keep reading or do you want to wait? Uh, we got a couple minutes. Let's, let's take a couple more. I'm reloading. Do you have the next one? Uh, Alejandro Gooday. It's a foreign currency. Uh, when this show is not on, my brain goes, well, it's a musical tune, but I don't know what tune. And the lyrics are, I'm all out of blonde. I'm all out of blonde. <laughs> I'm oh, so it's... lost without Matt. I'm not going to keep saying. I know I'm far right. Been listening for so long. Also, shout out to your new female sub from... Oh, from Uruguay, from you are gay. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, countries. I don't know how valuable you are gay currency is. I am not going to be yeah. niggardly. But thank you for supporting the show. Quantum Football says, do you think there's a way to overturn the House seats in Iowa, Virginia, North Carolina, and Georgia that had more votes than registered voters? Has that been shown? I know that was claimed in Wisconsin, but then the follow-up in was In Wisconsin, there-, there, there were precincts that were a 90% turnout, which is just unprecedented. So, I mean, I, I have no doubt that there was there was fraud, but I, I haven't confirmed that there are places where there were more registered voters. It's, it seems to me that if that's demonstrated and shown, I mean, that, that means there had to have been fraud. There's no other explanation. So what would, yeah, what would you do? I was not aware that there were house races where that was uh, the case. So I guess I'll have to look into them. Uh, Quantum football. uh, Do you think that, oh, Oh, I just read. It was that one. Yeah. Oh my, I hate myself. Uh, James Harrelson. Scott Adams is ridiculously sure the election results will be reversed. You know, a lot of people that I respect uh, up to and including Andrew Ranglin are pretty sure (laughs) that like they're going to be able to pull this off. And I don't get Uh, it. Like I, I, I truly do not understand where they're getting this like i just feel like it's a right-wing cope is it, I, it am i wrong i would love i to don't be wrong i don't know what scott adams uh has said so I, I can't i can't say whether it's a cope for him or not i have no idea uh in my own estimation i would put this at very very low chance but not impossible the people saying it's impossible and it's over i also disagree with so. Oh man, I've never been, I would be so happy to be wrong about this. I'm totally thrilled, but I just don't see how it's possible. Like 
Democrats were really prepared. <laughs> they were really prepared for well, this. Well, they should have had, it's not even that we lacked foresight, but everything we were worried about leading up to this became true. You have a perfect storm for fraud in this mail-in election bullshit. And we had joked <laughs> about it forever. You, you just, you, you buy yourself extra time to evaluate how many votes you need. And then suddenly those votes trickle in in the exact quantity that you need. We probably should have been better prepared for exactly that sort of thing to happen. And it, and if and I don't just mean to stop it. What I mean is to say that loudly, say that loudly politically, because a lot of this is losing the quote unquote narrative war for whatever that's worth. But I think to a lot of normies out there right now, I think they do think that CNN and The New York Times declare the winner of the election. If you had if you had Idiot. planted the seed in their mind earlier that listen, watch out for this bullshit. Cause this is probably what's going to happen. We're going to have to ask questions about it. If it does, we had warned about that more loudly and more confidently beforehand, probably could have done a little better in the so-called narrative war after the fact. I know this is all optics and it's all people's perceptions rather than the facts of what happened and the actual investigation into those facts. But that stuff does matter. Public opinion does matter uh, in that way people's uh, in terms of the 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 general public will behind these investigations and things this year i swear if my daughter wasn't born this year this would be the worst year of my life <laughs> terrible uh ovid yeah. let's just do these last two yeah. um tim pool released an original song with the animated music video will of the people the video and song are great recommend it check it out don't be surprised if the YouTube issues from today are a new algorithm being implemented tomorrow might be a bloodbath on youtube yeah maybe uh, yeah. Please no, we'll ban see. my channel. I haven't made a video in like 10 months. I'm so scared. They, they finally ban you then. Bitch. That would be so <laughs> funny if I got banned right now. Like, oh no. Let's hop back into the calls. Magic Sky Fairy is up next. Magic Sky Fairy, you there? Hey, I'm here. Sound okay? Yeah, loud and clear. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first thing, just piggybacking off of what you guys were talking about before. I'm from Canada. And the news here, the headlines are all like, Joe Biden elected 46th U.S. president. That's it. That's the headline. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, experts un unclear as to why, like, just basically flabbergasted that Trump won't concede. He's clearly lost. What is happening? Well, even watching the news here, they were going over that this morning when I was watching NBC's morning show. And they were saying, what's it going to take for Trump to concede? And the answer is very clear. When the legal process has expired. Yeah. Uh, this is not just, you don't have uh, to put on your tinfoil hat. It, the, there's a clear there's a clear time at which he will concede and it's when he has no legal path forward. He's said this and so have his right. lawyers. No, I understand that, but like the thing yeah. is initially I was confused because I saw headlines like that as well just as you did and I thought, "Oh, like is that the American process that uh, the media is the one that actually declares the winner?" I, I, like, okay, if that's how you do it, like it seemed <laughs> weird to me. Yeah. Um and then I did a little investigating. It turns out, no, no, they're just, uh, they're just bullhorns, uh, blasting bullshit. Yeah. So I don't know. Very, uh, irritating. But anyway, uh, I was going to had two topics. So, uh, one was the black vote. Uh, and then the other one was, uh, healing and unity. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Which, I already, uh, I talked a little bit about healing and unity already. So let's, let's talk. I haven't talked much about the uh, trends in the black vote. Sure. Well, so basically, uh, the exit polls they, they tend to vary, and some of them are like, if you go to 
some sources they're really optimistic on you know the, the young black vote i suppose uh mm-hmm. some quoted as high as 16 percent or something like that uh but it averages out averages out to overall about 12 percent most polls um for, for again male and female like just the black ah, vote. okay and my understanding is black men had a pretty big break but black women didn't move much is no, that yeah, correct okay and it, that's about right and um i gotta say like i was cautiously optimistic like i follow a lot of you know your candace owens uh you know, a lot of thomas soul clips and um larry elder a lot so mm-hmm. i was actually a little optimistic and seeing these big you know Brexit rallies and thinking oh okay well maybe some of them are coming around and that sort of thing uh and it's just basically that much effort this much pandering this much hey we love you so much we're totally not racist we're down with you know the blacks uh i thought they would get i was cautiously optimistic 18 percent, 19 percent, something like that 20 like stretch goal then i saw 12 percent, and i was like what the fuck did we waste our time for <laughs> like <laughs> Like, why did we do this? <laughs> I heard an know? interesting theory because kind of a, in a somewhat corresponding way, one of the groups that Trump lost a, a portion of was white men. The question is why? One of the theories was that a lot of the racial pandering, pandering to uh, black people on identity on an identity basis like that or pandering to Hispanics on an identity basis like that turned off white men was a theory. But my only question with that theory is, well, why the hell would you turn to Joe Biden? I know. If you were why? turned off by like Trump playing identity politics, well, why I did would you theory. go to Joe Biden? All right, go for it. Well, the, the, the pitch is clear. So the Republican Party pitch right now, at least with the Trump pitch, I suppose, is uh, individualism. Um, you know, he, he every now and then dips in his, his toes in the identity politics. River's like, aren't women great? And that kind of, you know, pandering bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... The idea is supposed to be like no racism of any kind, i.e. no affirmative action either. Uh, we're all equal. We're all American. Let's all rally around this. I will not, you know, pander to you based on your, your you know, whatever ism you happen to be or whatever race. It's just yeah. let's rally around America and the flag. And the Democrat position is, you know, oh, black people, you've been so oppressed. Uh, we need to right those wrongs. And essentially, it's a pitch of we will elevate you. We will give you, you know, lots of gibs. Uh, we will give you <laughs> positions that you haven't actually earned. We will allow you to um, have racism benefit you. Like there will be racial biases and discrimination in your favor. So I, I have to say, I'm not really surprised that for a majority of blacks, like I think if they were to be honest with themselves about like, do I want equality uh, or do I want preferential treatment? Yeah. I will go with the preferential treatment. Please give me the preferential treatment. Yeah. I would like to be able to say whatever I want and behave in as obnoxious a way as I'd like. Uh, and, and you cut me a check when I'm done. Finger, uh, <laughs> at the other people and call them racist. If yeah, they, yeah. You know, defend themselves in any way from my lewd behavior. Right. Um, there are self-respecting blacks that this does not resonate with. And I follow many of them on YouTube. And again, yeah, sure. I, I named a few of them. Candace Owens is in that boat. Brandon Tatum, uh, Larry Elder, um, like lots of sensible blacks who are just like, this pitch is stupid. Uh, please judge me as an individual and judge my character for what it is. Sure. But I think that other pitch, very appealing. And evidently, uh, that's what won. And, <laughs> you know, that yeah. should turn off like a lot of whites who are just sick of dealing with this bullshit. But apparently they're not. They just like no. They went over to Biden too. They're like, all right, fuck it. Um, we'll yeah, try whatever, Biden. fine. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, like, did yeah. you see? Uh, you probably saw that clip of that one guy outside his house, like, hey, I'm on your team. See, yeah, I love that side. one. 
that's uh, hilarious. That's a, that's a great clip. Yeah, yeah, but like, I could have told them before that happened. Like, when BLM comes to your house, like, do you think they're going to give a shit about your Biden sign? Yeah. Like, they yeah. won't. They won't give a shit. They'll hate you anyway. So, like, why are you voting for your own destruction? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, and, like... and, and I'm not, like, to somebody who would, like, I guess, try to dox me or whatever and try to, like, clip this out of context, they might be uh, the headline a la new york times would be like oh racist white guy uh defends white supremacy or whatever like no i'm not on that side of the fence i'm just saying the ideology of treating everyone as individuals that's what i'm in favor of and sure. it's just that is not the pitch from democrats in spite of them saying they're anti-racist and they believe in equality and all this stuff yeah, yeah. like the underlying when you cheer for equality like both the right and the left will cheer yeah we love equality equality is great it's just one of them is talking about equality of outcome and correct you know, all the explicitly that... per Kamala Harris. I mean, she said yeah. that a few days before the election. Anyway, we got to let you go, man. But uh, thank you for the thoughts. Okay. Have a good one. Uh, Damien is up next. We didn't get a chance to talk about that on our show, but did you, did you see that clip that Kamala Harris put on Twitter a couple of days before the election talking about how um, unequal outcomes are unacceptable, basically? Yes. We need to have equality Ugh. of outcome. Okay. I know. I have this theory that she's more evil than Hillary. We just haven't seen how far she'll really go. Maybe we'll find out. Damien, you there? Hey. Oh, this is so frustrating. What's on your mind? Oh, no. Blonde can't hear me, I guess, huh? Uh, she can. It's just she has to change settings perpetually because someone at Discord is screwing with her. I can hear you now. Right. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I guess I'll start with a small, maybe white pill for you, Blonde. I, I totally understand how frustrated you are with uh, the way this election is currently going. Uh, and I guess one other thing I'll mention is in order to assess the probability of Trump winning, I like to go to like prediction markets or, you know, betting odds pages because, you know, there you're harnessing the wisdom of the crowd and people are actually risking their own money with the predictions they're making. So like predictit.org or .com or whatever currently has Trump at like 15%. So I consider that to be a relatively... Reliable so you're barometer. saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm saying there's a chance, but that's not actually even my white pill. I'm uh, I'm just going off topic there. My white pill is I, I actually think it almost might be better if Trump supposedly loses this election. And the reason I say that is because uh, when we think about like the demographic trends in this country, eventually there's going to become a point where like Democrats don't even need to give a shit about what conservatives say at all or what they think you see what i'm saying like yeah. i feel like we're in a relatively short time window here where republicans are starting to get edged out of the national conversation if we go like another 20 30 years and we haven't had secession then when we start having that conversation the liberals aren't going to be like oh yeah that's fine you guys can secede they'll just feel like oh you guys are only 25 percent of the population you know, you're our bitches now. <laughs> like you know, We have to like, bring back slavery to correct uh, its injustices last time. Yeah, like currently <laughs> the Dems, like, you know, they're worried. They're saying like, oh, you know, Trump almost won. Like, this is concerning. Like, what sort of policies do we yeah. need to take into account to like sort of respect them? So like we have like a little bit of policy weight because we still have, you know, almost 50 percent of the populace. But th those numbers are going down and down over time. So by being maybe forced to get the ball rolling towards secession or something faster. I think it could in some ways be better rather than waiting for us to be weakened to the point that we have no case for secession. Do you see what I'm saying? Is it, 
God, is it a sad commentary or is it optimistic in the way you're describing that perhaps the most feasible best hope is to persuade for an amicable split? I certainly Maybe. think so. And that's, a, oh, go on, Matt. Well, just, it, there, there are two ways to look at that. Like that's either horribly depressing or pre, all things considered, maybe that is in fact optimistic. You'd certainly rather have that than bloodshed, for example. Yeah. I mean, it's def, it definitely is horribly depressing, but I think it's the least horribly depressing outcome. Well, to your point, I would like Why? to argue against it, but as we've heard this entire week, how many people are the only person I've heard advocating respect, whether you believe him or not, for the minority, for the losing party, is Joe Biden. Now, I don't yeah. believe him because of his past actions. But outside of him, everybody is not talking about, okay, Republicans, good, hard fight. You didn't come out on top. Let's move forward together. Instead, they're saying, you must be held responsible for your complicity in this atrocity, whatever that is. That you have to be, as though you committed a crime and have to be brought to justice. And not only that, but you have to be, all this all this unity talk really means we bludgeon you into adopting our worldview. That's what it means. I, I don't I don't hear to the point that you're making. I don't hear a lot of people saying, uh, yeah, these these guys, uh, uh, people with uh, conservative perspective or Republicans, they should be um, respected and they should be given their role in society and you know, in our governmental systems. And then another point I want to emphasize, I guess, while I'm keeping my call on secession is uh, it, this can be like a very bipartisan issue. Like, I feel like I'm only, I'm only hearing people on the right talk about secession or look towards that optimistically. But I mean, as much as conservatives don't want to live with liberals, you know, the liberals, I think don't want to live with us except insofar as they want to take our money. But well, yeah, I mean, you have that issue, but you would think saying, listen, you hate us. We would go, we'd like to go away. <laughs> you think they'd say, great win. Instead, they say, yeah. no, we have to bludgeon you into our way. That's how this is yeah. going to work. Yeah. Well, I'd be curious to hear what are like the common or, or strongest rebuttals against a peaceful separation. Like I, I haven't really dialogued with many liberals about it. I'd be very interested to hear what their opposition would be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I think their opposition would be the same sort of opposition they have to states' rights in general, and the, and the you know the, the system that is mostly autonomous for them. They'd say, well, you shouldn't be free to live your life in a racist, bigoted, whatever kind of way. We should have authority over you, whether it's state lines or whether it's national lines. If you're committing injustice over there, it's the, it's the philosophy they have injustice. Uh, what, what's the quote injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere or something like that. They have yeah. to have full control of the entire, they want full control of the entire globe if they can get it. I think you're right. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's why we need to act as soon as possible, I think. And so if, if a loss this year for Trump forces us to start moving in that direction faster, you know, it might not be a bad thing. It might be a good thing. All right. Let's, let's build the negotiation team. Uh, <laughs> let's get it going. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, Have thank a good you, night. All right. Uh, Topsy is up after that. Let's see if we can get a few more before we are finished up with calls for the night. Topsy, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. For now. Sweet, sweet. Um, well, I just wanted to say thank you for taking my call and thank you for the Sanity Safe Space. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. So I wanted to ask you guys about um, kind of a different topic. Uh, the, the 
I wanted to ask you guys about the issue of homesteading versus the threat of decolocization. Are you guys aware of what decolocization is? I am not. Did you say decolocization? That's right, yeah. K-U-A-L-A-K. I am familiar with the concept. Yeah, so I'm surprised to find out how few people know this happened, but talk about a a skipped in school. Uh, Decolocization was a program under the Soviets uh, in 1929 to 1932 to exterminate the kulaks, which was the Russian word for prosperous peasants, Hmm. Um, I guess the U.S. equivalent would be any homesteader that actually succeeds. And uh, low conservative estimate is about 600,000 dead. High estimate is about 5 million. Um, If you guys want a good recommendation on the the topic, uh, uh, Robert Conquest's book, The Harvest of Sorrow, goes into great detail about it, although I'm not sure if you'd want to read about the details. Hmm. Uh, The point is is that the, the government doesn't just let you leave or at least uh, i mean the soviets obviously didn't i'm not sure if the u.s has a direct corollary to this but uh and so this while i I certainly agree with um the ethos of homesteading the the whole idea of separating from the system to become independent and to not be reliant on uh control via the system there it's not a or at least in my view, and maybe I was wondering what your views on this are, it, it's not a guarantee. Uh, Decoalization proves that the government will, uh, or is capable of at the very least, coming after you. Yeah, I worry about that all the time. I mean, they're, they're not going to let us be. We talk about all the time. We just, we just want to be left alone. We just want to be left alone. But this doesn't seem to be a feasible solution. I want to reduce the amount that I am dependent on the whims of the government to the best of my ability, but I have no illusions of about how I'm not going to be able to do that entirely. What did they do to meddle with these homesteaders in the Soviet Union? Well, uh, so it's a, it's a multi-stage process. Uh, the first is to establish uh, designation of kulaks versus non-kulaks. Uh, this designation was arbitrary on purpose. Uh, the idea is that... Um, the secret police would be able to decide that you're a kulak and you're not. You're, you've got an extra cow, so that means you're a prosperous, rich peasant, and and this person doesn't, so they're a needy proletariat. And uh, what they would do is they'd come around to the different um, kulak homesteads, and depending on how much they just deter- determined your cooperation with the, the government, you'd either be arrested or deported or executed. It's a really sad <laughs> story, and... Um, Great choices. Yeah, it's, loyalty yeah, earns you deportation. Is that the idea? Well, yeah. As a cool, once you're branded a kulak, once you're branded um, effectively, I mean, like it's just they're calling you a capitalist. They're calling you a, a gotcha, rich yeah. um, bourgeoisie. You know, and once they're labeled that, it's hard to remove the label. And um, yeah, it can get very dark very quick. All right. Um, any any final thoughts before we let you go? Um, yeah, well, I was just, I was just curious as to, uh, if you guys had any thoughts about this or, um, how you guys might square the homesteading ethos with this problem. I just, I don't know how to square it. And, um, I was calling in wondering, well, do, do I think that, that it's a high prospect for people to go and build their own communities or build their own homesteads totally away from either the existing grid 
or away from the forces of the government itself. No, I mean, if you if you produce prosperity on any scale, you can count on government hands coming for that cookie jar. That is just uh, that is a fact of life these days. So I, I, mm. I highly doubt that we would ever. I don't think that in this country you're going to see any sort of uh, reaction to it as draconian as what you're talking about, unless we had some sort of serious social collapse. But uh, do I think that if you do, I think that you could actually become a homesteader in the purest sense possible and escape society and the government. No, I don't think it's possible in the United States. I don't think it could happen. You could have shades of it, but the purest sense I don't think is achievable. Mm. All right. Um, well, thank you. Uh, I just saw on just on a lighter note, uh, just one last quick thing. Uh, Blonde, are you aware of uh, Miss Midwest, the YouTuber? Yeah, she's so cute. Yeah, my, my wife was wondering if uh, you were aware and if you'd ever be interested. Oh, I lost him. I lost him. Wait, if you can hear me, stop talking for a second while I reset this. Because <laughs> okay. it's so frustrating. Okay. 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 Can Two, one. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got go you. ahead. Sorry. Uh, yes, my wife was just wondering if you'd heard about her and if you were interested in ever maybe doing a collab, but that would just make her squeal with glee. <laughs> oh, I think I'm too salty for her. Miss Midwest is is too, she's too pure for me. I feel like I would dirty her by speaking with her, you know, but I okay. love her brand and her Instagram. And I just, I watch all of her Instagram stories of her cleaning her house and stuff. Like she's the person that I wish I could be if I wasn't so awful, like my soul wasn't <laughs> bad, you know? Yeah, no, she's so great. I love her. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm sorry to bring it to uh, such a dark place. So hopefully you can end it on a white pill there. Um, you guys have a good night. Thank you for the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. a good night. Yeah. Okay, let's take a uh, last call here. <clears throat> Use me. Uh, new Direction. We'll get last call. See what New Direction has to say. New Direction, you there? Good day. What's on your mind? Hey, sorry. I, often there's a long delay, so I just have to guess when you're pulling me in and just say hello I, and hope that you've said. I think it's particularly bad tonight because of what's going on with YouTube. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say I just finished uploading a video that showed Hunter Biden with like snorting some cocaine off some hookers' asses, and then <laughs> they were Russian like meddling with the election, yeah. and they they found a bunch of Wisconsin ballots, and there was also something that said the clinton family or something there was some like implicating evidence okay. i don't know i finished uploading it and then youtube was down um i, I don't know what happened there. dang that's a bummer would have been a good one to watch uh, send me the link later yeah well no because i deleted it after <laughs> uploading because it was such a large file and that was my only copy of it ah bummer <laughs> all right well uh we'll see if we can recover it maybe it's somewhere with hillary's emails you know <laughs> How how are you guys? Last last caller, is it? Yes, yeah. sir. You got it. All right. Well, well. Look, I, ju- I just thought I'd um call to not necessarily discuss something, but for next time I call in, I thought I might like to like put a bit of adversarial pushing back against things. So I thought, okay, what what are some formats that might work? Like one example is you might pick a a topic at random, and I take one side, you can take the other, or Maybe we can just pick some topics and I'll say, hey, next time I'm in, I'll talk about affirmative action or something. And, uh, and I'll, I'll try to give a, a counter view to the normal one that we hear. Yeah, sure. A little devil's advocacy segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Do, do you have a preference for one of those formats over the other? The, uh-huh. uh, the debate <laughs> format? 
versus the. Sorry, my voice is my voice is leaving me. Got to clear my throat here. Um, uh, it's just Corona. You'll get over it. I just ser- <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? The thing is, I don't. I don't want to go get tested because then they'll uh, they'll put me on the list and they'll throw me in the uh, in the gulag. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I feel fine. Uh, I think my voice is just wearing out a little bit tonight. But um, but I think if you were going to do something like that, yeah, you just pick one topic per call in. That's really all yeah. you have time for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I meant, do you, do you want to pick something at random and pick which side of the debate we're on at random, or would oh, you like to uh, that might pick be your fun. favorite side? Uh, you could okay. So we do topic, and then you could just do a little quick yeah. like random generation uh, online. I could I could randomly assign yeah. this, the sides if you want. Sure, I'm, I'm like, down with if that. If that's not hard for you, that'd be good. Uh, I just right. hope I don't get pro affirmative action and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but I can do it. I can I'm, do it. I can give it a shot. But, but yeah, but I guess that's the fun of it. All right. Well, yeah. did you do you want to introduce the topic like beforehand and, and be ready for next time? Or pick um, it on the day? no, because because given the structure of the show, we can't really do that. You know, I don't know if you'll be able to make it in or not. So we just got to do it on the fly. All right. No worries. All right. Well, I'll come with a topic next time. You you pick who's on what side, and we'll we'll hash it out. All right. I'm down. All right. Thank well, you, man. We'll see you then. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Cheers. We'll see. Maybe that would be a, a fun way to spice up the call-in show a little bit if we... Maybe maybe we could. Maybe we could make a little segment out of it or something. I don't know. I'm open to ideas. Anyway, thank you to the callers tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Appreciate your patience. I know uh, not everybody can get in. We're doing the best we can, as always. And if you're having trouble getting into the show live, or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live please send us an email. The uh, email inbox is beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call and show question in the subject line and we will respond to it at the end of each show. You want to take the first question? Sure. Let me scroll down here, actually. Okay. This is a long question. How'd this make it through? Uh, it's because I did it. Oh. So we'll just go with it. We got rules. <laughs> uh, uh, this yeah. is... This is the pre-question, because apparently you can more than five tweets length is our new rule. Um, with the removal <laughs> of the gold standard, decades of trivializing the dollar via mass printing, inflation, the spider web of debt, debt collection and debt trading, and the rise of cancel culture slash ideological purity test, it's obvious to me that we're heading towards a post-money economy. Movies like John Wick have introduced the concept of favor coins. Favorite coins possess no real-world value. Rather, they're a symbol of John's status in the assassin underground, granting him access to the services and resources of others without trade or compensation. Star Trek, my beloved Star Trek, this is true, and Orville um, entertain the idea of social credit scores replacing money with Star Trek showing it as a positive and Orville showing it as a negative. Uh, the social credit system simply doesn't work in practice, yet civilizations are slowly marching toward its adoption. The question is, Safe for a catastrophe. How do we avoid the dystopian nightmare of social credit? Uh, social credit always collapses in on itself. We can't avoid it being enacted. Um, however, we can be prepared for the collapse of the social credit system by owning things that um, have industrial value. Right? Like I, I hate. I know it's such like a boomer take to be like buy silver, but seriously, like buy silver and guns and maybe lots of cigarettes. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm like starting to think about living in a barter society. Sorry, apparently I'm, I don't know. I don't know how many frogs are in my throat or what's going on, but 
I would answer this question the same way I would answer general investment at a crazy time right now, which is I don't want to hold a lot of cash. I don't want to hold a lot of any particular asset. I don't, I just don't have a, a lot of faith in any of them. So I think whatever assets you do have to your name, diversify them as much as possible. Put them in a, a wide variety of assets such that if any one of them become became compromised or worthless, you have something else to your name. Uh, that would be that would be my strategy. But I haven't thought yeah. a lot about social credit. I haven't haven't watched it playing out in China or I mean, I, I understand its flaws in theory, obviously, but I don't necessarily understand it on a nuanced level. So uh, obviously, I want nothing to do with it. So anything I can do to avoid it, I will. But um, but you got to at the same time, you got to live too. like, am I willing to give up all digital uh, am I willing to give up like credit cards and debit cards and, and all that stuff that uh, like di- just digital ways of exchanging currency that inevitably trend that way? No, I mean, I'm still going to participate in those things, but I'm not going to put all my assets into that sort of uh, environment yeah. because of the way it's trending. Diversify. It sounds so cliche, but yeah, it is what it is. It's just a truth. John says, uh, my professor who teaches a class on modern literature asked me the, the other day, quote, why do we even read Shakespeare so goddamn much in English? Why do you think so many on the left seem to hate classic works of art while appraising pl- obviously inferior modern art? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a different iteration of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because so much of this is about urban coastal elites wanting to destroy beauty because they hate beauty. Something inherent to their nature makes them hate beauty. And, you know, that includes poetry and Western literature and art. It's why they... Uh, they love people like Rothko, like talented hacks like Rothko. It's just a repudiation of Western values, of the beauty of white culture. That's that's really what this is about. Not a, think, too much Shakespeare. What a piece of... Why even bother going to school? Why even bother studying any kind of English literature if you're not going to read Shakespeare? Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of this is a manifestation of their views on equality, that equality should be... Uh, equality should be the state of things. But of course, if everyone is equal in their talent, then there's really no such thing as beauty, as you're describing. There's nothing that really stands out because anyone could make it. If anyone could make it, how could it be beautiful? It's not rare. It's It didn't take special talent. There's nothing really special about it. So I think that's why this, I think that's why there's this trend to insist that perfectly common or even subpar things are exceptional is I think it's in pursuit of this view that everyone's equal no matter what. Well, then everything sucks at the end of the day. That's true. And yeah. it's an expression of um, intellectual inferiority because, you know, I reading Dante's Inferno, like I had to get serious help with that. And all, most of the Shakespeare I've read, it's, it's not like it's easy to read. So I think part of it is they don't understand it. Um, and then the other thing, I know this sounds petty, but it's also a manifestation of their physical ugliness which is why you hear these things from these screeching, like blue haired fat dykes all the time, because they're like, I'm never going to be beautiful. I'm never going to understand anything beautiful because I'm dumb. So I should destroy beauty. Yeah. Well, and that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're not willing to put in the work to become exceptional, uh, exceptional. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Let me pull this up. Um, this is XFD. If voting for someone can be seen as volunteering for that person to make decisions that govern one's life, should then unmarried women be encouraged to vote as it prepares them to submit to their husband? 
LOL. Similarly, is it kind of uh, gay for men to vote for other men as one is submitting to another man? Uh, in, in what situation would a man be voting for another man? I, w- I would think that that's kind of gay. Yeah. Wait, what, how, what um, do you mean? It's gay for a man to vote for a man? No, no. Like to submit another man's vote. No, he's saying that if voting is inherently an act of submission, is it gay for a man to vote for a man? Oh, but are you sure? I because think. he said that after. Maybe Sam I just misunderstand. I'm not women. sure. I've, be encouraged um, to vote as it prepares them to submit to their husbands. I read this as like you give your vote to somebody else. I'm I, yeah. I'm not sure. I follow exactly what's being described here. Okay, let's nix the gay question because we're never going to get there. I don't really know what he's saying. But should have you guys seen? Should unmarried women be encouraged to vote as it prepares them to submit to their husband? That's not how it's going to work. Did you see this map? This electoral map of if only men voted and if only women voted. I I mean, what what other evidence do you people want? Like it wouldn't they wouldn't be able to to steal elections like this if women couldn't vote. The only caveat is that the break in women between married women and unmarried is drastic. Unmarried women were like sixty five percent for Joe. Married women were actually a huge Trump demo, like 55% yeah. for Trump, more than married yeah. men, according to the breakdown I saw. So uh, for both men and women being married, having a somewhat independent unit that you're trying to support is a huge predictor in voting patterns. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, if we're talking about repealing the 19th, spinsters first, no question. <laughs> like they have to go. They're out. Yeah. Oh, people are saying submitting another man's vote is fraud. No, but if you tell somebody, if you're like, just vote who for whoever you want, like, here's my ballot. That's not illegal, is it? Uh, well, usually, like, uh, it, I only know how it works in my state. When I get a ballot in the mail, I, I have um, per, like a permanent absentee thing, which I had to go sign up for. They verify who I am and then I sign it and they check the signature and all that. But I have to sign that I'm the one who voted and that it's a proper representation on that envelope when I send it in. I don't think that I can just hand it to some. I guess they would. I guess someone could fill in the ovals, but I have to sign it and I have to say that it is my will that that I want these votes to count as coming from me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But how is that any different than being like, you tell me who to vote for? It's the same thing. I see. Yeah, there's not a as long as the person consents to that. Yeah, it's not a misrepresentation. Yeah, if you, if you consent to it, I'm pretty sure there's no legality issue here. I don't think so. Not that yeah. I'm aware of. People are saying it's illegal. No, I don't think it is. If if you're like, uh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't care about who wins or whatever whatever else. I'll sign this, and then you just tell me who to vote for. Yeah, I think the only illegality the would be presenting it as from someone it's not from. But if you consented to that. Yeah. Judgment on behalf of yourself, then I don't see how it'd be a misrepresentation. Right. Okay. Um, that doesn't answer any of the questions. That <laughs> uh, no, uh, I don't think that unmarried women should be encouraged to vote under any circumstances. They're a useless voting sector that may have destroyed this. this quickest path this to communism, election. for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> of course not. Uh, um, all right. Sleuthing sloth. We are back on lockdown in the UK for four weeks, and I'm back on furlough once more. My question excuse me, is more lighthearted this week. When you first moved in with your spouses, what were your biggest concerns or annoyances? Oh boy, this is a, this is a trap. It's a trap. We have, we have both moved in together and we haven't lost it just yet. We are back in lockdown in the UK for four weeks and I'm back on furlough. Oh, it, it, it must've got pasted twice. That's the same question. Um, here's oh, what I would say. Uh, in general, 
it, uh, unsolicited advice to all young people out there. I would certainly advise not living with your spouse until you're married. If I could go back and do it all over again, that's the way I would. It was the biggest mistake I made. You know, I married my husband, but we lived together before we were married. Mistake. I, uh, I definitely, if I could do everything, the, this situation that I'm in is a little bit different because we, there was moving to accomplish and there were some practicality concerns in general. If you don't have to move in together, I would advise no. against it. And that's not because I don't enjoy living together. I do. And we get along fantastically. There aren't really any issues. Um, it's just because I feel like, I feel like maybe in the past I cheapened that a little bit, I suppose is, is the way to put it. Like, I I I, ju- I wish we could have just. Lo- How do I say this without getting in trouble? <laughs> I just wish we could have lived together as husband and wife, and that's it. And I think that's yeah. You should work toward that. That should be the goal for your relationship as it develops. Um, it's not to say that it's wrong. There's nothing, I don't think that you're a bad person if you decide to do it. otherwise. I just got done doing that not too long ago. Yeah. I just in the ideal, that's what I would aim for. And as far as like any nuisances or whatever, no, I mean it's the same as living with anybody else if it's a roommate or whatever else. It's it's just people living with people causes complications. You know, someone didn't do the dishes, someone didn't clean this up, someone didn't take care of that. But if it's your husband or your wife, you love that person, you take care of it. Uh, oh, that doesn't I, mean that they aren't so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. You always have problems when you live. Here's with what My I husband, would say. Yeah, go ahead. He's just doing this new thing where I ask him something and he pretends he can't hear me and he rephrases what I said back to me in a totally convoluted way. Yeah. He thinks it's so funny, but I'm going to, I'm going to murder him. <laughs> We're going to be on an episode of Dateline. Oh, I oh. do that stuff too, where I find, I come up with a new joke that's maybe like half funny. It's not even that funny. But my bit is I will run that joke into the goddamn ground. And Why? the more dead the joke is, Why the do you funnier it do is. This? <laughs> is it just like like you have to get a little of your aggression out in some way? Like by just like like ribbing us just like a, a little bit? Yeah. I'd rather get in I a suppose. blowout fight, honestly, than than this. It's driving me insane. The only thing I will say to anybody who's looking to maintain good relationships with a spouse in the home or a roommate where you share a living space, do not take passive aggressive routes. If there's shit that annoys you, just be upfront about it and just have a have a talk about it. I know it's weird to be like, hey, I don't like that you leave the dishes this way or whatever. It's kind of uncomfortable, but being passive aggressive until the rage boils over is never the best way ever. Oh, Don't yeah. do it. And if you've ever left a note for your significant other on a post-it, you have to kill yourself. I mean, okay, get, get this in college. I once got a post-it note left in the freezer for me by a roommate because I filled up too much of the freezer space with my food. Okay. <laughs> Needless to say that guy and I are not friends anymore. No. The, and this I, guy, yeah. This guy was so lazy with the chores and so entitled, he wanted to hire a maid. And we're all poor college kids who can barely afford food. He wanted to hire a maid for like 50 bucks a visit or something. No. No. And then I'm a bad guy for putting my food in the freezer. Fuck right off. He did. (laughs) Never talked to him again. (laughs) That's how that ended. Incompetent hands. Oh, no, this is Ryan. If you can't grow a beard, is it better? He has two questions. Is it better to just not not grow one at all? I am a beard enthusiast, and I've got to say, if you can't grow a beard, you should just you should just bail on the whole thing. Hmm. What do you think? 
Well, I don't. What's the definition of can or can't grow a beard? You know, uh, I mean, like, if you, if it looks like you have sparse pubes on your face, I'd throw in the towel. If someone asks you, "Are you trying to grow a beard?" That's a pretty good indicator, Oof. I suppose. Which, uh, oh yeah. And I don't know. I say this as a person who's in kind of a weird spot because I never. If I try to go long, it ends up looking like an ISIS beard. If I shave clean, I look like a prepubescent version of myself i look ridiculous so i have yeah. to do this like permanent fairly tightly trimmed one that's not like full-on beard no <laughs> one would look at me and think like that's a lumberjack but <laughs> I, I, so you kind of end up in a weird spot it, i think a, i think for a lot of guys too like even if you can't grow a great beard in general i think dudes look better like stubbled than i, I don't i'm not a clean shaven guy i think it just looks makes you look like a child to me so even if you don't, don't have know. a great beard, I, I I hesitate to recommend shave clean. I don't know. My husband looks better without a beard. You think so? Hmm. Yeah, I've seen him with a beard and just just didn't work. It's because he's so handsome. I'm like, don't don't cover that. I up. think the one thing that you can't do is if you don't have a a great thick beard, don't grow it long. Like you can't you can't do that. You can't have uh, right some weird like long patches hanging off your face. Or you can be like my brother and have a handlebar mustache that's it's this long now. Oh my god, I bet nothing, it's awesome. Nothing, nothing. And then every time that's I talk like to a, him, he's just he's just grooming. His isn't that like, like a this. Fu Manchu at that point? Isn't that what that's called? And he Something has like long that. hair and he wears a man bun. Yeah. <laughs> well, someday our paths will cross again, and I'll get to observe this glory. Ugh. What's right. the official? He also said, "What's the official ranking on sports and their gayness?" Blonde. He said this to me. <laughs> um, I feel like the rating should be based not on if you would want let your son compete, but if you would let your daughter date a boy who does that sport. On their gayness, I mean, uh, barring like the the really homosexual ones, like wrestling, like when you're in a six, <laughs> if you're in a sixty nine position with another man while you're playing a sport, you're gay. <laughs> You're gay. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I saw the funniest um, clip on ridiculousness the other day of that exact kind of wrestling, and a dude's balls were being forcibly pushed into another man's mouth despite all of his resistance. That was through spandex. <laughs> they weren't bare. <laughs> no. But yeah, it was. It was exactly what you're describing. Absolutely not. So, barring sports that are you know flagrantly gay like that for men, like ballet and gymnastics and you know wrestling. Uh, football for sure. Gotta be football. Right. Uh, followed by, I don't know. Soccer is pretty gay. What's, what are the non gay ones? I've asked you this before, but I forgot what the answer is. Uh, hockey is not a gay sport. Um, okay. swimming is not a gay sport. What are we talking about? Team sports only. Michael Phelps is totally gay. No, he's nice. Married. He's got a <laughs> bunch of kids now as a cover. Uh, maybe. Well, anyway, all right. What are your not gay sports? Football? I don't. Okay, I will draw the line on balls being forcibly inserted into a guy's mouth, as I did see. I don't think that that's necessary. I wish the ref would have intervened in that situation. Um, no, I don't think that. I think uh, I don't think any of those sports are inherently gay. I think that there some dudes are weird about it. Like, I guess you've never you've never been in like a a, a male locker room, but I can't stand dudes who like in a gym locker room or something in high school who want to make a game of shit, like whip you with towels and things like that. Every, there's always that guy in every male locker room. It's like, dude, what the hell's wrong? That's gay. I, I don't think know though. I don't know because I, some of the most masculine dudes that I knew in high school would like 
mess around like with faggy stuff, like the like dick slapping each other and stuff. I, I never I, understood. It, it totally happened in my high school too. They, they did why weird shit that? like that. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know if it's a product of the sport or if it's a product of the individual. I, in general, you know, I'd be thrilled to have my kids play sports. I think it uh, builds character. It, it's hard work exercise. Um, and I think it, it teaches kids lessons about teamwork and camaraderie and all those things. So, so my sons can play tennis and my daughters can be in ballet. No, tennis, not gay End of all. list. Yeah. Tennis is an excellent <laughs> lifelong sport. You know, my dad okay. was a pretty accomplished tennis player and he disavowed because he decided it was too fruity. What? Yeah. He probably won't even like that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a text right now. They don't listen to the Wednesday show still, do they? Uh, sometimes, yeah. My parents like to tune into the, to the stream. He's oh, been outed. God. Anyway, I we got to keep moving. I if parents ever talk t- to each other if they would be like, are you disappointed in your <laughs> Well, uh, um, maybe someday. We got to keep moving, though. We have we do have several. And uh, oh, yikes! Okay. Incompetent hand says, "I agree with both of you on limited government. I'm sure we share a healthy distrust of the federal government. But what would you say to a big sweep from the DEA, specifically for fentanyl and meth? Uh, every high profile police interaction this year has been exacerbated by hard drugs. If we don't, every month some jog, <laughs> some jogger in some Democrat controlled inner city will get high and resist arrest, even." Um, when being tased, smash cut to cities burning. We all know there are bigger underlying cultural problems, but the left stopped caring about context a long time ago. Do you think the right can win the battle of ideas while also playing the optics game? I mean, I no. might share your skepticism of hard drugs and consider those to be serious problems. I, I mean, I do. I don't know that I believe that the federal government is the proper uh, is the proper thing to to handle the enforcement of this i would much rather see it handled by the states i don't is the dea stopping all sorts of fentanyl and meth police encounters many like were nine george floyd stopped by the dea before george floyd the real incident happened it's a counterfactual i mean you can't prove it i just i i just don't much believe in a federal war on drugs it's not to say that there's no that there should be no enforcement. You want to go full Oregon and have no enforcement of, of on any drugs yeah. whatsoever. But I think states should be in position to police this for themselves. And I think the federal government should mostly stay out of it. That's that's not only my uh, issue and how, how it should be handled philosophically. I think that's how it would be handled more effectively. I just, I, I'm not persuaded the feds are doing a great job. Yeah, I mean... I don't think so. I don't think that we're going to be able to win the optics. We should we should let go of that. We already have terrible optics on the right. It's like neocons are running everything and then they think everybody else is a Nazi. Yeah. So why should we even bother trying to do this? Ooh, we have bad optics, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, thank you, Incompetent Hands. This is Garrett. Do you think it's even possible? I don't know why this question makes me irrationally mad. Uh, do you think it's even possible for someone in our sphere to be able to get in touch with Philip DeFranco and invite him onto one of the streams to inform him inform him <laughs> on what's going on? He seems to have gone full TDS, and I think that's a real shame. But I also think it's not too late for someone to reach out and show him what's going on uh, that the CNNs of the world aren't showing us. Fuck Philip DeFranco. That guy sucks. He has nothing to offer this community. He's clearly retarded. His show is, <laughs> when he talks, it's like inscrutable. He talks so fast. He just fires all of this information at you. Half of it's untrue. And then half of it's like drama alert. Why would anybody still be listening to Philip DeFranco in 2020? Why would you do this? But then he kicks it back to you as though he gives a shit what you think in the I know. comments. 
Pro tip. Let me know what you think to, in the comment section. It's just to get you to comment to boost his ratings in the algorithm. He does not fucking care what you think about the story. God, but, he sucks. But uh, could you reach out to him? I, I, I don't know. I've never tried. I doubt it, though. I mean, he was accessible to Joe Rogan. He went on Joe Rogan's show, right? So who cares? Maybe, if he wanted but, to come on the show, I honestly would be like, eh. I would do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't force would you, you to. Because uh, just yeah, he's he's a huge player in this environment. I think it'd be a fun conversation. Do I think that we'd I'd have all have sorts Jay of productivity? And, <laughs> I think we could get Jay Fry. Maybe. I think that'd be an easier kit. Yeah. <laughs> do I think that I would persuade Philip DeFranco to a new awakening and he'd suddenly see it our way? I doubt it. But, no. you know, maybe it'd be fun. This is... Uh, I, I put Flanagan, but it's Flananigans. That's okay. what I. Uh, can you ask the community to think of ideas regarding what we can do now and worst case scenario actions and join together online a specific time this weekend on Discord Sunday afternoon? That's fine if you guys want to do that on Discord, but I'm telling you right now, Discord is infiltrated, totally infiltrated. There's somebody in there. Some Fed is in our Discord server, so I don't know if I would be doing. Anything in our Discord that you think could get you into any At kind bare of minimum, we know that Discord is monitoring our Discord heavily. That said, if you guys want to organize something like this, I can I can make an announcement. Uh, um, but I, I, was, I would emphasize, you do so at your own risk, and it is highly likely that people with ulterior motives are going to participate. Because so, there's no vetting to get into our Discord. Yeah. Like at all. <laughs> so, so. It, 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 yeah, but uh, but if I can help you guys out, if you guys are looking to do some community building and I can help you out, just send me an email and we can probably make it happen. Minnie says, my husband and I have been married for three years. Lately, I've been getting a feeling that it's time for us to have a child. I feel deeply in my heart that this is God's plan and not just my hormones. I'm almost 36, so time is running short. I've asked my husband to pray about it, but he's so depressed and fearful of the world our child would grow up in. I am too. Any advice? Sounds like a blonde question, but I'm pretty sure we'll agree. Uh, you just got to do it. I mean, it's your obligation, especially if you're white. I mean, you, you're, you've got you've to have kids. <laughs> Pe- people had kids during the Great Depression. People have had kids in all sorts of horrible world situations. Like, I know all of us are scared, but there really is, outside of infertility, there's almost no excuse for people in stable marriages with somebody that they love to not be having children. Just you just got to do it. I'm sorry. Just dive in. Don't be scared. It's not so scary, and it gives you a reason to live. And 2020, my baby was born. This year has been garbage, but it's like constant joy with her. Just joy. Every time I see her, I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Times like a thousand. You don't want to die not experiencing that. Well, I'm surprised you didn't go on the biological uh, clock angle here. Which is I'm, too, I'm tired of railing on women. She knows well, her days are she, numbered. I don't need she, to tell her. And she, but that's kind of my point. She knows she wants a child. Yeah, just there, do it. There, yeah. there is a limited time frame in which to achieve that, practically speaking. Yeah. There is never going to be a day that, oh, today is the perfect day where all our preparations are in place and everything in the world is hunky-dory. That day doesn't exist. Yeah. If you're sure and you want to do that. at your age, I mean, you'll be lucky if you're able to pop out a second one. So, like, get on that. Yeah. Uh I mean, if your if your husband is truly down about the state of the world, yeah, I get that. But if but you also have to ask yourself, what are the things that you want to accomplish in your life, and how, 
if, if the world is a truly apocalyptic place coming, maybe you don't have that much time left. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I want to experience that in my life because that seems like a piece of a complete life. It seems yeah. like a life lived without experiencing that is missing out on something fundamental to the human experience. Yep. So I, I sell him, sell him and uh, hopefully he'll uh, rise to the occasion. Believe me, when we start thinking about this stuff a little more seriously, I get those terrors I'm like, Oh shit. You know, it's not just about buying hot pockets and video games for me anymore. All of a sudden I'm responsible for a wife and kid as soon as we go down this road. And that's uh, that's a terrifying thing as a man. At the, yeah, but if the, you just get pregnant, then you have to deal with it. Yes. That's the and, key in life. Just do stuff and then you have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck to you. All, all the best. I hope you guys are successful. Long Don John, assuming, assuming Biden was put in office by the anyone but Trump vote and not banana republic shenanigans, do you think the way Democrats, their media cronies, and their other allies treated Trump over the last four years will become their standard playbook every time the president isn't a Democrat or a rhino? If so, how would this be countered? Yeah, totally. I think we're seeing a new era of, of you know, the precedents that, that we're going to have to deal with later. Supreme Court stacking, um, absolutely destroying people's lives with false rape accusations, things like that. Like, I thought Democrats were dirty, but I didn't think that they were like satanic. Until these <laughs> Did last you see that years. Doug Jones came out because he lost his Senate seat and they're having some they were having some call or some meeting about how Democrats need to do a better job of appealing to voters because, of course, they got crushed in every election. But Trump, he literally said, we're not some type of satanic cult. <laughs> some people think we are. It's like, yeah, well, if you've been driven to the point where you actually have to say publicly, we're not a satanic we're cult. We're not a satanic cult. Yeah. Maybe you aren't, but you have some things that are kind of satany and kind of culty. Maybe yeah. that might be a good indicator. Uh, do yeah, the next the next Republican president will they be will that person be treated any more kindly than Trump was? No. The question the only question is will they fight as hard as Trump did? Let's say that like Ted Cruz gets in or someone like that next. Yeah. Ted Cruz would attack the media in a different way, much more prosecutor style than Trump would. And in a much more professional way, he's not going to make crude jokes about people in the way that Trump mm-hmm. would, but they'll still, they'll still frame Ted Cruz as Hitler. If he's the next guy. Yep. hundred percent. They'll never, they'll never treat them fairly. Uh, Ryan says, I wanted to hear your thoughts on what you perceive to be both a weakness and a strength for conservatives. Our lives are not centered around politics, so we tend to be much more sane. But as I'm seeing my parents and neighbors, that also means that we get weary of all the political bullshit very quickly. Conservatives in my social circle just want Trump to concede so they can go back to ignoring politics in another four years. Thoughts? Um, in, in terms of what I believe is the greatest strength for conservatism as it currently stands, I think it's very principled and I think it's committed to process rather than outcome. And that's, what's attractive to me about it. I think what the weakness is in selling it to people wrongly, in my opinion, it is viewed as non-compassionate. It is viewed as too, too individualist and not caring for the welfare of other people. In my mind, that's mistaken because I think the kindest, best Indeed, the, the the highest moral thing that you can do for another person is to respect their rights and respect their freedom. To me, that is, that is the best way to treat, the most moral and compassionate and humane way to treat another person is to respect their rights and uphold their freedom. The left has framed it in a way that we all have an obligation to take care of one another such that we should steal from each other to provide for those who are on the lowest end. 
I actually think that's perceived as being on the lowest end. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think that it's, it's a weakness in actuality. I think it's a weakness in the way that it's framed. And I think to counter that weakness, what we all have to do is retake the moral argument. I'm so tired of hearing Jennifer Rubin and AOC talk about moral indignation. You people are wildly immoral. Yeah. We need to, we need to retake that piece of the argument. Um, I think um, a lot of people do a fantastic job of making the moral case for capitalism, for example. It's not that it's, you can make the practical case for it. Obviously it produces the best outcomes, but it's the most moral system of economics. It's, I think that we've, we've granted the left the moral high ground and we shouldn't. We need to take it back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is squid. Have you guys seen the videos of ballot counters on TikTok ripping, ripping Trump ballots up? Yes, I saw that. It's outrageous. Um, that it's not going to matter. They're not going to do anything about this. Where was that one? I heard Colorado, Detroit. but I, oh, it was Detroit. It was what an angry he, black dude, right? He was like singing while doing it or something. Yeah. The one yeah. I saw, he was like the one I saw, he was right in the camera. It wasn't even unclear nope. what he was doing. I must've seen a different video. There might be multiple. Um, uh, also on, on a lighter note, blonde, what did you do to lose the baby weight? Looking great. I'm still about five pounds above my pregnancy, pre-pregnancy weight. Um, but I eat whatever I want and then I work out twice a week and then I breastfeed my baby for like 10 hours a day <laughs> and that does strategy. it. Yep. Chris to the J. Um, with everything that's happened in the week since the election, do you think we'll see a mass call for secure election operations? Both Florida and Ohio made changes after they had disastrous counts and were at least this time around the quickest called. Could we see the Electoral College changes by state to ensure that states aren't one in population centers, i.e. Nebraska main model? I don't really have faith that we're going to ever be able to reform this country in a meaningful way towards um, a positive, more fair voting outcome after this. This was really pivotal for our country. And now that we see that they're going to do this, I'm like, oh, well, America's over. Like, I guess, I guess we're never going to have a fair election ever again. It would be my great hope that we would all look at this election and think, okay, whether the whether fraud happened significantly or not, there are so much, there's so many questions and so much ambiguity that we could really tighten up a lot of things to, to validate the results, to make the the results um, more auditable or vettable that we could all come together and think, on the principle that we should be able to verify the results of elections. The trouble is that to the point you made earlier, there are way too many people who just look at the results of the election to decide if it was a good one or not. And there are plenty of people on the left who decide who dis, who will decide that election produced uh, my guy in office. So I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if the process was suspect or not. I'll keep running with that. If it keeps produce, if it keeps putting the people I like in office, Again, it's people driven by outcome over process. And yep. as long as we're dealing with people who have that priority, it's going to be very difficult to find common ground. So I'm yeah. not optimistic, but it'd be great to see some state reforms. We'll see, maybe. Uh, Mark says, oh, as, it- soon, uh, as soon as they started, started these mail-in ballots, I thought, uh, why not just fill a few out? And if someone as honest as me was thinking, why not just fill a few out? What do you think the crazy leftist BLM members or Antifa members did? I think a scale of fraud was absolutely astronomical. For sure. I, it yeah. stands to reason. The trouble is, can you prove it? But that's that's the other problem here. 
by design, it's not really provable unless you found, unless you audited every single mail-in ballot and tracked it back to the person who sent it, which is a practical impossibility. It's not something yeah. that is even achievable. It seems to me that's a major design flaw to say if we had to audit the election piece by piece, could we do it? If the answer is no, that's not a good system. We should all be able to agree on that. But I don't think we will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, uh, yes. Thing. Just uh, just some chats uh, over on DLive. Uh, Elephant Man says, avoid a cashless economy by using metal coins. Some places don't even accept that stuff these days, though, because of um, coronavirus. You can't even use cash at like a bunch of stores that I've seen. Uh, Jones says, I started growing an epic beard when Corona started. Patchiness is a myth. You just have to commit. I suppose once you get to the point where you have a beard comb over, (laughs) maybe, maybe you've achieved, uh, you've achieved the impossible then. ETC says, uh, all hail stream daddy C2K77. Well, happy birthday to him too. And, uh, C2K also says Phil DeCuckCuck. That's a good one. Not Philip DeFranco. Phil DeCuckCuck. Really got him there. Nope. Is a hard no for the show, in my opinion. Well, I don't know what you mean. Do you mean um, Bill would refuse or that we would refuse him? He doesn't uh, know who we are. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It's never going to happen. Not yeah. that I care. Yeah. Um, okay. We have Ishmael. Um, the people that say they did I read this already? They didn't know Biden was pro lockdown or lying. They knew and they know it's unpopular. They're just covering their asses now. That's also a distinct possibility. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Freddie Sauce, if you have a 450,000 votes and 50K of them were counted in secrecy away from poll watchers' eyes and then were mixed in with the pile with no way to tell them apart, how could you certify the pile? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I think they had meetings and extensive training for how to do this. And I think we're never, ever, ever going to be able to uncover any solid evidence that happened. Very little with the Democratic Party is an accident. And the question is, what did the Democratic Party do for the last four years after the Hillary defeat? Did they sit down and think, wow, we really lost voters we had in the bag. Let's craft a strategy to appeal to them more next time and win legitimately. Or did they sit down for four years and think, how can we cheat? How can we fudge? Yeah. Oh, I know. Like, like they're going to sit down and be like, uh, wow, we really lost the heart of the working class in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of That's fucks. what happened with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the rest of them. <laughs> and, by the way, <laughs> yeah. cheated in 2016 demonstrably. Oh, yeah. We know they yeah. did in 2016. And, and we're supposed to think, oh, man, we, th- th- they sat down and thought, we better clean it up next time and really do it the honest way by earning the people back into our favor. Yeah, okay. We just strayed from the past and path yeah. and then we, we lost our way. And I'm sure. I'm sure that's what happened. Exactly. Bilbo Saggins, as much uh, history Penn has with voter fraud, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, there should be an auto audit in the state, no matter if it was 90% to 10%. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredibly expensive and difficult to do. And voter fraud, a, a lot of the fraudulent votes will pass an audit. Hmm. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the process is. I'm unfamiliar with this stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My baby makes me so tired. Um, Samo says, I'm doing my part. Thank you, Samo. Uh, Harv Prentice says, Trump, veto Patriot Act renewal, prison reform, great jobs, numbers, peace treaties, renegotiated fair trade deals, no new wars, energy independence, lower carbon emissions, Dems, screw that noise. Yeah, he also fucked up a, a lot of stuff, though. Trump was not a great president. 
I think that he's the best president we've had for the last few, for sure. He made major mistakes, though. I, I don't love everything he did, but uh, I certainly think he'll go down as a better president than Joe Biden. But we'll, <laughs> we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. Uh, dangerous spaces. So Russia caused voter fraud in 2016, but there was none in 2020. Conclusion, Trump must have eliminated all voter fraud in the U.S. He's a bloody legend. Wow. I know, yeah. right? In the year 2929, live near major airport, notice the flight patterns, hardly any planes, 6 and 7 p.m., 30 to 50 aircrafts, pandemic. That seems like a very bad idea for everyone at the airport, so so close together. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, the first thing that they did in New York City after the coronavirus was reduce the number of um trips that the subway subways were taking retarded wouldn't oh, so you want to increase... concentrate them more <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, obviously what you want to <laughs> yeah. do is increase the number of trips and then um, they didn't clean so it stupid. for like two months either yeah really yeah uh luke h says blonde my brother um who's catholic married a protestant they had to jump through some hoops to get their marriage blessed but it's possible talk to a priest don't give up on catholicism just yet praying for you um I have talked to many a priest, um, the agreement with my husband who's agnostic, but unbaptized. And I was not serious about Catholicism until after we got married. Uh, so the agreement between us is like, I would get off his case about converting if he would allow me to bring the baby up in the church, which is an agreement that I'm fine with, but it did not occur to me that I never would be able to take communion. So I'm bummed about mm. that, but this is the agreement that I've made. Uh, JM says, for blonde in 1930s, my Catholic grandma was able to marry a heathen, a Protestant heathen grandpa by promising to raise the kids Catholic. Ayo, hmm. that's pretty much my situation. Um, Andrew's, Andrew's parade. I live in Wisconsin. Go Paco. 91% voter turnout. How many people are in jail, hospital, felons, invalids, travel? Can't get out to vote. 91% is impossible. But those mail-in ballots. Don't you I'm know? sure that yeah, you would expect mail-in ballots and convenience to drive up turnout all things being equal, but I'm supposed to believe it was 91% turnout in a Joe Biden election. That said, it was also an anti-Trump election. A lot of people are motivated by pure Trump hatred, but yeah, I just got level. I know that's not worth much, but I just don't buy it. 90 90 plus percent. Sorry. I just don't buy it. Yeah, of course not. Uh, Zoe Fenderblast are both sides being played. Do they controllers need both parties to fail before enacting a global technocratic government? Perhaps maybe. Maybe we just need to zoom out a little more. A bomb dropped yeah. on me. AOC, Alana, Omar, and Hassan Piker were playing video games with popular YouTubers. Jack Septic Eye? Who is that? Moist know. Critical? Are these real people? <laughs> and a bunch of others. The simping was hardcore Gen Z indoctrination. Is how this do real? We, how do we get on that stream? I'm pretty sure Hassan Piker has shit on us on his stupid stream. I think someone sent me a clip. He like really? responded to our podcast once or something. Hassan Who is Piker. he again? He's a Jenks nephew who said 9-11 was good or whatever. Like, we deserve 9-11. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that was Hassan Piker. Did he say the Jews did 9-11 or just that we deserved it? No, he said that we deserve 9-11. That's what he said. Mm. Holden Mulray, blonde, on what authority would anyone deny you communion? Even if your husband was atheist, you can be a Christian and teach your children the truth. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the word protects us. Yes, but if you are in an unblessed marriage in the Catholic Church, then you live absent of a state of grace in mortal sin, and you cannot receive the sacrament. Mm. Um, so so long as I'm living in sin through the church, like in the eyes of the church, I, I can't receive it. Um, stray dog, which I didn't know, and I took communion a bunch of times, and I did not know that. 
uh, stray dog freedom. I don't want unity with abortionists. That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, ah, uh, you want to share a country with me? People can go fuck yourself. Well, that's that's the follow up question for the unity crowd. The calls for unity. Unity on what? Because as far yeah. as I'm understanding, you guys don't. As far as I understand, you don't like the principles on which this country is founded. What yeah. are we being asked to unify on? I'm unclear. Yeah. I know. Um, Iron Horseman, no note. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Stellar J. Akin, speaking of Miss Midwest, a lot of toxic leftist YouTubers have done smear videos about her. Maybe some well-deserved downvoting would be in order. Not that I would ever encourage such a thing. <laughs> it, it's crazy to me that anybody could not like Miss Midwest. She's like, it's, it's got to be because they're jealous. That sounds like a cop-out. Like, oh, you're just jealous of how hot she is. But seriously, her husband must be the luckiest man alive. Um, I've never heard you- of this chick. Now I got to look it up. Oh my gosh, she's so pretty and sweet, and you know, oh, like it's that Mrs. girl, Mrs. Midwest, Mrs. Midwest, yeah, that that girl that everybody hates in high school because she just like has it together so well. Yeah, sure. You know, like I'm sorry, she's so pretty and sweet, you blue haired lesbians. Um, <laughs> Billy Bob, no note, thank you, Tori D. Um, when everyone is special, no one is. Ain't that the truth? Iron Horseman, check out the book People's Republic by Kurt Schlichter. A scary premonition of where we are going as a country. I don't need to be mm. scared. I don't need to be more scared. Dangerous spaces. We're told all votes matter, but an illegal, illegitimate vote neutralizes a legal vote. So how do those neutralized votes matter? It's nonsensical. Hear, hear. For signs, yeah. when Trump does follow through or doesn't do... What? When Trump does follow through or doesn't do... Am I retarded? This is a Biden quote. So I think that's why. That's why you can't. I'll read this exactly as it's written. When Trump does follow through or doesn't do, would follow through the exact opposite. (laughs) Quote Joe Biden. What? Sounds right. Yeah. Timothy Anderson. Thoughts on blockchain for voting. Every transaction of an exchange of ballot hands would be digitally recorded, encrypted, and validated by its previous and next transaction. Uh, That would be awesome. I wish that happened in the last election. I guess I don't fully understand uh, how it, how well that would work. I need to explain it to me a little bit more. But could you audit that, or would it be totally yeah. anonymized? It would be anonymized, but the the voter ledger would be kept separately. Okay, so you could actually track if you had to. So you could track it, and you could see if there were more votes in certain areas and like where they occurred than actual yeah. voters. That makes sense then. No. Yeah. Okay. We're good. Uh, all good on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, one more over on uh, Streamlabs. Phil says, I was at a Stop the Steal rally over the weekend. The press made it sound like it was just uh, short of Charlottesville, even though the Trump supporters were chanting, uh, quote, we aren't racist. They mean well, but normie cons will always lose and have no idea why. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, it looks like we're good over on uh, on DLive as well. Well, thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us tonight. It is always a pleasure. And we'll be back on Sunday to uh, talk about whatever else happens between now and then. Maybe we'll have a little bit clearer picture on what some of these uh, Trump lawsuits will be about and what the evidence is. Um, Also, news on the Kyle Rittenhouse front. His rifle was a straw purchase. You see that one? Yeah, I did. That's uh, not directly related to the crime, but definitely not a good look for Kyle. So we'll update that story and uh, whatever happens between now and Sunday. In the meantime, have a good week. Bye, guys.